The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Time to run the right side to the 25 and the 30, 35, 40. He's got a lane and he's going to go. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Roger Bacon Spartans High School Football. This game is being brought to you by Ed Noen McLeod, attorneys at 513-381-7333. The Substation 2 in Florence, 859-371-9190. Jason Regelsberger, State Farm Insurance at 513-574-8811. The Lucky Turtle, Frank Cedar, Roger Bacon, Grad. T-Spot, Window 10 and Audio, call 513-829-2530. Pioneer Auto Service with Matt Ballmer at 513-851-5131. Borkman Athletics at 513-844-1420. Sunday's Pub, located at 8582 Winston Road. Transform You Fitness, call 513-645-3294. Eric Geiger State Farm Insurance at 513-574-0321. Jake Sweeney Automotive, Ascent Safety Solutions, Game On Sports Bar, located at 5880 Cheviot Road, RJL Insurance, call 513-322-5637, Stacy Heating and Air, call Jim at 513-202-0407, and Bunder Hart Catering, 513-554-1969. Now let's go to the field for this Roger Bacon Spartans high school football game. From Penn Station Stadium here at McNicholas High School. Good evening, everyone. I'm Dave Mitchell. Glad to have you along tonight on UltimateSportsTalk.com as we have got high school football action for you here this evening as the Roger Bacon Spartans go on the road to take on the McNicholas Rockets here this evening. The Spartans come into the ball game with a record of 2-4 and four overall. They are 0-3 in the GCL Central. And McNicholas sports the same 0-3 GCL Central record, and they are 1-5. and five on the season. Both these teams coming in off of disappointing losses from a week ago. Joining me as always is Rob Rickenbaugh. And Rob, not only did the Spartans tonight have to overcome a loss that was pretty devastating last week to Chaminade when they were uh, tied up at 28 and then eventually ended up losing the ball game 35-28 to to the Eagles. But now tonight and throughout the entire week they have just been hit with the flu bug. With uh, so much promise uh, for Roger Bacon, they've really had three weeks of whammies. Uh, you know, from the, from the tough loss two weeks ago to Baden uh, to the heartbreaker last week, uh, just when they're ready to come back and jump into a rivalry game uh, with a lot of enthusiasm and excitement, injuries and illness uh, both kind of wiped them out this week. A lot of kids missing a day or two of school here and there, uh, struggling to get the practice, struggling to make it through practice. Uh, and, of course, some kids like Zuri Edmondson who didn't practice at all. And a lot of the kids are, not only do they have a problem as far as the flu bug is concerned, but Stan Hart is going to be moving into an offensive line position tonight, so they've got to flop a lot of people around on the line again. Yeah, again, that's that's a position that was a, a lot of depth going into the season. Uh, struggled to maintain that via injuries, illness, uh, Thomas Curtis going down, you know, right before the season started. So, uh Versatile Stan Hart, the senior captain, moving in to uh, 
to provide a little bit of relief for that rotation. Of course, you've still got old reliable number 22 in the backfield. Right, uh, not feeling great this week either. So, uh, you know, he's one of the key guys, obviously, for the Spartan team and somebody that everybody who they faced has had trouble stopping, regardless of how many guys they put in the box to do it. Uh, it is very, very, very critical that he kind of gets off tonight for them to have a chance. Yeah, really, and that and that is the case. Last week, as we told you, both these teams are coming in off of disappointing losses. Fenwick defeated McNicholas by a score of 57-26. to Meanwhile, was Roger Bacon losing to Chaminade Julian 35-28 to in their ballgame. The Spartans in that ballgame, Rob, they were down at one point in the ballgame by three touchdowns and then managed to battle themselves back late in the third quarter and early in the fourth quarter to make a football game out of it. Maybe they dug down so deep that they've found something out of this team now. Well, I think they actually showed against Alter a few weeks ago when uh, nothing could have gone more wrong than it did in that first half, and they were able to battle back and tie the game against a really good Alter team. I think what happened last week was they had the confidence and the ability to come back and tie it, but at some point... Uh, when you're playing a team that has an offense and a defense and you have guys who are playing as starters on both sides of the ball, uh, you run out of gas at some point. And, and with all the energy it took to get back into that game and all the excitement for a young team to, to kind of have going on, uh, they just ran out of gas at the end. And another thing on the other side of the coin with McNicholas, uh, they may be losing tonight their leading rusher in the ball game, Jake Watford. He's been beat up over the last couple of weeks, and he may not play tonight. Yeah, uh, another kid... Uh, St. Andrews, St. Elizabeth Van Seton kid uh, from out my neck of the woods, uh, a little bit banged up. Uh, McNick always always has kids, though. They have depth. Uh, they have a very good young quarterback uh, who has a legacy here. Uh, they're going to be tough and have, have played well in the past few weeks despite the record. Well, it's an overcast evening here at Penn Station Stadium, and uh, we could have some rain on the horizon, but according to some of the people up here in the press box, when you look at the radar, there doesn't appear to be any lightning, so we hope to get this game in tonight from McNicholas High School. I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenball. We're going to take a look at what it's going to take for the Spartans to make the playoffs at the end of the year, and it's going to take not a miracle, but a lot of things to happen. We'll do that when we come back right after this. If I play sports for my school, I will have more confidence. I will get better grades. I will learn how to show good sportsmanship. I will be more physically fit. I will learn how to handle wins and losses in sports and in life. I will have more school spirit. I'll learn how to work together. I will learn to set goals and work to reach them. I'll make good decisions off the field. If I play sports for my school. If I play sports for my school. If I play sports for my school. I will learn how to be a leader. The year was 1907. The Cubs won the World Series and the Ford Model R hit the assembly line. While here in Ohio, school administrators came together to form the Ohio High School Athletic Association. One thing that hasn't changed since 1907 is the dedication of the OHSAA to education-based athletics in Ohio. School sports teach responsibility, sportsmanship, and life lessons that stay with students long after their playing days are over. The OHSAA seeks to prepare students not for the next level of sport, but for the next level of life. 
Dave Mitchell and Rob Rickenbaugh back here at Penn Station Stadium on the campus of McNicholas High School. Glad to have you along tonight. Last week there was a lot that happened in the GCL, and let's take a look at the scores from last week. Baden defeated Carroll 24 to 21. It was Alter over per Purcell 55 to nothing. We already told you about McNick falling to Fenwick 57 to 26, and the Spartans getting beat by Chaminade. 35 to 28. So after uh, all that happened, here's a look at the conference standings in the central. Baden is on top of it with a record of two and one. Then comes Purcell Marion. Roger Bacon and McNick are at the bottom at 0 and 3. In the northern division, it's Chaminade, Julian, and Alter at 3 and 0. Fenwick is 2 and 1. Carroll 1 and 2. Rob, you made the comment last week, and after thinking about it, I tend to agree with you. I think Alter is probably the better team right now between Julian and Alter. I think they're the more complete team. Uh, they're very explosive. They have a lot of depth. Uh, more kids, I, I think, than than Chaminade. And if the final score is any indication as far as uh, who was able to, to kind of really bring it when they played Roger Bacon, uh, I think it was clearly Alter. You know, Corey kind of had his way last week with Chaminade, despite the fact that they're a pretty good team and they have kids. Uh, ultimately, I think Alter and their explosive running backs that we saw a few weeks ago would, would take it to them head to head. And the fact is, is that Chaminade is missing their big quarterback and Ryan, Ryan Miner. Uh, he's going to be out the last part of this season due to the transfer rule. That's right. And, and Alter is going to roll a Division One recruit out there who, um, although not the biggest arm out there, is very athletic and mobile and a smart kid and obviously a kid who's going to go on and play at Missouri. So uh, they would have their hands full handling that Alter team. Yeah, unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to see Miner, but Basilak, you know, when, when we saw him for Alter, He's going to Missouri, Rob, but he just doesn't have that Division One air about him. No, I, I, the guy who they had a few years ago, who was kind of a, a runner, uh, you know, run pass option quarterback. I think was it Chase Daniel, maybe. Yeah. That ended up uh, making a run at the Heisman. He reminds me of him a lot. You have a running back, of course, that puts up almost 300 yards. You don't have to throw much, as the, we experienced with Roger Bacon. But he's a good athlete, and clearly the, a D1 school to take a chance on him like that. They've seen something in him they really like. And while we've got Julian on the brain right now, in that D3 Region 12, Chaminade Julian is on top in that region right now in the uh, state region rankings. Then you've got Trotwood Madison coming in at second. Vandalia Butler is third. Wapakoneta. Kettering Bishop Alter is number five, but those two teams are going to be playing here pretty soon. Yeah, uh, that's going to sort itself out. You know, some of that is just based on where your schedule falls and what teams are on the front end and what teams are on the back end. I think ultimately Alter is going to be left standing there, and of course we get the head-to-head match that ultimately will sort everything out. Yeah, and matter of fact, uh, that game, I believe, I'm taking a look at it right now. Fenwick is going to play at Roger Bacon the ninth week of the season. That's October 19th. Tell you one thing, Rob, if the Spartans could manage to pull that game out, that's going to be a lot of points that they're going to garner. Still have a chance to earn a lot of points going through the rest of the season, get some quality wins, and maybe make an outside run at the playoffs. And Fairmont High School is going to be the scene for that Chaminade-Julian altar game. That's going to be coming up in week 10. That's going to be probably for the GCL championship and and a heck of a a football game to watch. The rest of the uh, D3 Region 12 goes Hamilton-Baden at number 6. 
Fenwick is at number seven. And then comes Cincinnati Mount Healthy at number eight. By the way, Dayton Carroll is at number 12 at four and two. And the Spartans are going to play Carroll next week up there. Yeah, we got them last year down at our stadium. And uh, Corey Kiner had a big game. Uh, actually, game was a little closer than the final score indicated. If you remember, Corey scored on the last play of the game to, to kind of give them a bigger cushion. Uh, but that'll be a heck of a game. And Roger Bacon's going to have to be ready to play up there or else uh, it could be a long night. Now, as far as Division Four, Region 16 is concerned, Cincinnati, Wyoming is on top of that. Then comes Indian Hill. Clarksville, Clinton. Massey is at number three, Waverly four, London five, Batavia six, Cincinnati Aiken seven, and Taft is at number eight. The Spartans right now are at number 15, but if you look at Joe Idle's prospective computer rankings and take a look at what he thinks may happen, if the Spartans could win out and alter beat Chaminade, then the Spartans are probably it. Right, and that's not improbable. You know, it starts tonight against a good McNick team that they can't overlook, and then next week gets difficult with Carroll, and then you have Fenwick, who's always good, always legitimate, coming to homecoming on October 19th. So three weeks to kind of prove themselves. Hopefully some of the momentum of the past two weeks of really giving games to Baden and Chaminade shows itself, you know, a very good Chaminade team that, that Bacon, I think, probably should have beat. And with a, another couple minutes to t- kind of take a breather, another couple athletes, you know, just one or two kids short, they win that game. Not improbable they went out, and uh, I would certainly put money down right now that Alter beats Chaminade. Yeah, and the thing about it is, if you wonder why it's so important for Alter to beat Chaminade, the Spartans would get not the primary secondary points, but the secondary secondary points that the computer yeah. rankings take into consideration. It's a complicated formula, but you know, based on how they've played, again, winning out and Alter taking care of business, which is likely, I think, you know, after having seen both of those teams, uh, Bacon has a good shot at it. Tough tonight with some sick kids and some kids missing. You know, they got to get back to as full speed and full health as they can to, to make that run. Uh, but not improbable. Tonight's game around the conference, here's what's happening. Chaminade is going to be at Fenwick. Alter goes to Carroll, and those are the games that are happening. Now, tomorrow night there's a game in the GCL. That's going to be Purcell at Baden, and that will be played at Monroe High School. That game is going to kick off at 7 o'clock tomorrow night, so a rare but not unusual Saturday night game out of the GCL. Last year, these two teams met, of course, on Friday night, September the 15th, and McNick came away with a 31-14 to win at Bron Bazevich Stadium over the Spartans. Cole Burdick scored two touchdowns in the ballgame for the Rockets, and they scored 24 first-half points to hand the Spartans that 17-point loss. If you remember, Rob, Corey Kiner did not play in that ballgame a year ago. Yep, had gotten injured the week before, uh, was not available for that game. I think that was maybe the biggest piece that was different. Uh, and, of course, uh, McNick coming out running a very young, undersized Roger Bacon defense last year that, that had trouble with the run and maintaining run assignments all year, and especially where the quarterback's concerned. McNick came in with a very mobile quarterback. A lot of missed assignments on the Roger Bacon defense led to a, a big loss. But in that game, Tyler Bullock, a quarterback, was 9 of 15 passing, had one touchdown in the ball game, and Zuri Edmonton, uh, Edmondson excuse me, caught three passes in the game. Last week, Zuri really came to life in the game against Chaminade. Yeah, I had a chance to talk to Coach Blout this week about Tyler Bullock's progression uh, and what him and Tyler have worked. You know, Mike is the quarterback's coach as, as well as the offensive coordinator and the head coach. 
talking about helping Tyler understand how to get rid of the ball more quickly, go through his progressions a little quicker, uh, and have a, a quicker release, which takes some of the pressure off him and some of those big sacks he took earlier in the year. I think we saw that last week where he was more decisive in getting the ball out of his hands to Edmondson, a, a couple plays to, to Cabell and Luke Bird really made him look more comfortable and, and get confidence as the game went on. Well, we're about 11 minutes away from the kickoff of tonight's game. I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenball. We'll be back to talk about one of the Spartans that has really come up as invisible over the last few games on offense. We'll do that when we come back right after this. When a challenge rises up, do we let it stand in our way or go the distance to overcome it? I didn't want to stay at the bottom, but after I was shot four times in Afghanistan... I was told I'd never walk again or have feeling below my waist. If I even survived, I felt paralyzed physically and mentally. There were many times where I took two steps forward only to be knocked back five. When I struggled to get up my hill, depression and thoughts of suicide threatened to keep me down forever. My wife and healthcare providers were there to catch me and push me forward. I learned that psychological care is key to recovery from both physical and invisible wounds. It's been more than two years and my journey is still ongoing, but I know I won't quit. Decide now that I can, I will take the first step. Reaching out is a sign of strength. Visit realwarriors.net or call 800-874-2273. We have learned that one in five teens abuse prescription medications not prescribed to them that can lead to serious addictions. This is Governor John Kasich. Drugs are destroying our communities and taking futures away from our young people. That is why safety partners like the Ohio State Highway Patrol and the Ohio National Guard have joined forces to give our young folks five minutes for life, a program dedicated to reducing drug use among Ohio teens. Learn more about the program at Facebook.com slash five minutes for life. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back here at Penn Station Stadium at McNicholas High School. We're just minutes before the kickoff of tonight's ball game between the Rockets and the Spartans here tonight on this Friday evening as we head into another week of high school football here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. We talked a little bit about the McNicholas Rockets and who they are probably going to be missing tonight in Jake Watford, one of their running backs. He is a senior, 5'10", comes in at 173 pounds. And on the season, he had rushed for over 700 yards. That's a lot of yardage, Rob, to lose on a team that is one in five right now. It is. Not only that, McNick is a great team. They always have kids, but they are lighter this year as far as the class numbers go for this team. So uh, losing a player like that does hurt. And, of course, what we've got going on right now is the uh, pregame prayer, and we're going to pause right now for our national anthem. And the Holy Spirit. And now, to honor America, please remain standing as the McNicholas Rockets Band plays our national anthem.
That's the McNicholas High School Marching Band with tonight's national anthem here just minutes before tonight's contest between the Rockets and the Spartans. I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenbaugh. As we were going over the McNicholas squad, they are starting right now, Rob, a sophomore quarterback in Clay Betalak. Betalak number two, 50% completion ratio on the year. He's got two touchdown passes five interceptions. He did miss a game a couple of weeks ago due to an injury, but he's back in the starting lineup here tonight for the Rockets. He's a good player. He's a legacy. His brother played quarterback here a couple of years ago, and you know sometimes you have that little brother phenomenon where little brother's the better athlete after watching the big brother do it for a number of years, and he's no exception. He can throw the ball all around. Uh, Roger Bacon doesn't get pressure on him tonight. He could be the kind of quarterback that uh, has a day. Andrew Clark, one of his favorite receivers. Clark is a senior, also 5'11", 150 pounds. And Thomas McDermott, or excuse me, Bryce Kellerman, is another one of his leading receivers. He's got 14 catches on the year. He's number seven. The Spartans are going to have to keep an eye out on that senior. He's a big kid, 6'4", 200 pounds, uh, very lanky and rangy, and a, a guy who can go up and get balls out of the air. Uh, you're going to have to put a Zach Kuhlman or someone who's a, a 6'3 matchup on him to be able to keep him from getting the ball, especially uh, in the red zone. Rob, we talked about the emergence of Zuri Edmondson and the big game that he had last week against Chaminade, but the man that has really become almost non-existent and invisible for the Spartans at that wide receiver position over the last few games is Zach Cappell. Yeah, you know, some of it's a numbers game. That's one of the positions they had the most depth coming into the season. Uh, you also have your one of your marquee players with Zach Coleman and Edmondson coming on. Uh, another piece of that, though, is Cappell being needed in that linebacker rotation on defense, uh, especially with Michael Carson being out. Uh, Zach Cappell coming through on that end, not getting as many reps on the offensive end. By the way, I found out today that Carson had surgery on his knee. Everything turned out okay, but now it's the shoulder that's bothering him. He's still out for the year, but the knee surgery came through just fine. Well, that's good. He, he's a great kid, uh, awesome Roger Bacon Spartan, great athlete, and uh, a kid that they're going to really need to count on uh, to make a run for the GCL next year. Yeah, evidently up at Huron the, when he uh, popped. Miami Valley. Yeah, the Miami, GCL, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, Evidently, uh, Carson popped when he hit that uh, Huron running back at the goal line in week three. He uh, tore his labrum in the left shoulder, re-aggravated that injury because he had had it during the summer. Uh, so he's going to have to have surgery on that coming up in a few weeks. Yeah, again, it's a, for all the promise that we went into the season with, they've kind of been snake-bitten. Uh, and it's, it's interesting, some of the injuries we've had, because Coach Tentman has done such a great job preventing the little stuff that we've had these big injuries creep up. Uh, is really disheartening. Spartans 2-4 and four on the year, like we said. They are 0-3 in the GCL Central. Tonight, Rob, they are trying trying to avoid what happened last year to them. They won the first two games of the year a year ago, just like they did this year. Then they went on the five-game losing streak. They're trying to avoid doing that this year and make some improvement. Yeah, you know, and the, you know that was the first season of Mike's tenure where they won four games versus the, the three-game winning seasons, uh, the seasons before. So uh, it's a big step tonight. You know, this is a rivalry game. Uh, Purcell is the big one, but this has certainly become a rivalry, and it's important that they come out tonight. Illnesses and injuries and all, uh, and represent Roger Bacon well. And, and try to get out of here with a win. And, of course, they've got that neutralizer in number 22 in the backfield in Corey Kiner. 119 carries this year, officially 1,086 yards through the first six weeks, 18 touchdowns on the year. Unbelievable season, uh, already all over the Roger Bacon record books, and he is a guy that will keep you in a lot of games and can win you a lot of games by himself. Uh, but football's a team sport, 
and ultimately to win on a consistent basis. He's going to have to get some help. He will go tonight and, and certainly get his yards, but uh, Tyler Bullock and the rest of the offense are going to have to, to balance things out for them to beat a good McNick team. Yeah, Bullock on the year, just under 50% completion ratio in the quarterback position. Six touchdown passes on the season and only one interception, but like you said, Mike Blout trying to get him to go through his progressions just a little bit quicker. Yeah, and, and the truth is, he has to have a good game tonight. You know you're going to see nine guys in the box against the physical McNick defense, and they're going to put all their eggs into stopping Corey Kiner and saying Tyler Bullock beat us, and at some point Tyler Bullock has to beat you. Zach Coleman, the leading receiver for the Spartans this year, 18 catches, three touchdowns. Then, of course, you've got Zuri Edmondson with 14 catches on the year. Zach Kappel's got eight catches for one touchdown on the season, but that's not all. Then you've got Rennell Lackey and Tumlin at the wide receiver position. So the Spartans, they're going to need to really pass the ball around and take a little pressure, as we've said, each and every week off of Kiner. Even without Edmondson in the lineup, they have weapons. You know, they've got a guy like Tomlin. They have a Zach Kappel. Uh, they have Zach Kuhlman, who's, who picks up more D1 offers as each week goes by. <laughs> it's about Bullock spreading the ball around, taking some of the pressure off Corey, and then letting Corey go to work uh, when things are balanced out. So we're just a couple of minutes away from the kickoff of tonight's football game. Rob and I will be back with the opening kickoff. We'll do that right after this. Do you hate that feeling when you get in your car and the sun hits you directly in the eyes? Call T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. And if your audio system makes you feel sad and grumpy, T-Spot can set you up nicely with a new system that puts you in the middle of the music. Call 513-829-2530. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio has a vast depth of knowledge and provides genuine, reasonable, meticulous work. Let us help. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. Call 513-829-2530. Beautiful facility here at Penn Station Stadium at McNicholas High School just off Beachmont Drive here near Batavia and Withamsville and everywhere else up and down. Milford. Milford. Yeah, my Milford. neck of the woods. Yeah, just just a lot happening up and down uh, this this street, including tonight where the Spartans are going to be taking on the McNicholas Rockets. The Spartans are adorned in their road white uniforms with brown numerals and trim and white helmets. And for McNick across the way, they are in their gold uniform tops with dark blue numerals, dark blue helmets, and white pants here this evening for this one. It is a turf field here at Rocket Stadium. Field goes from north to south, and right now the sun, which is setting in the west, the clouds were blocking it during the pregame, and now it's going to be coming directly into our eyes. Yeah, well, hopefully the rain holds off. And before we get going here, speaking of uh, McNick and the great facilities, shout out to the, the girls' volleyball team who upset Seton last night, beat McNick here Tuesday night, and Fenwick Monday night, 18-0, and ranked number one in the state, and uh, getting it done on the volleyball court. Alyssa Flating, awesome coach. McNicholas is going to get the opening kickoff as the Spartans will be kicking it off. Dropping back set to return for the Rockets is Jack Camp. Camp is sophomore, 5'8", 140 pounds. And as usual, Luke Bird will be kicking it off for the Spartans. And if he does what he normally does... Rob, that'll be a pooch kick up the left or right side. I was going to say, you say kicking or squibbing? Because we usually see the squibs, uh, little pooch kicks off to, and somehow he bounces them right in. But we need to see him. We'll use the leg tonight. 
Spartans are going from right to left across your radio screen. He's going to kick it off deep, and it is going to be taken in by Camp. Camp right up the middle to the 20-25-30. Spins around and is going to be taken down at the 33-yard line by Max Stuchel. Stuchel, 145-pounder, senior, 5'11". Got the tackle on the opening kickoff, and... The Rockets will start first and ten from their own 33-yard line. Your officials for tonight's game, quickly, the referee Mark Allen, the umpire Chris Burns, the headlinesman John Corey, the line judge will be Walter Starks, and Paul Maffey is the back judge. Ryan Halal starting at free safety tonight uh, in place of Freddie Greer, although Freddie will get some rotation. Dropping back is Betelak. Betelak's going to throw it up to the left-hand side. It's going to be incomplete over the head of his intended receiver, Ryan Gear from the tight end position starting out of the pistol formation were the Rockets and they went on a quick count brings up second down 10 from their own 33 yard line yeah. I thought Halal actually had maybe had a play on that if he had uh, gotten his head turned around a little bit sooner coming out wide to the right hand side is Liam Dolan they've got receivers out wide on both sides Rockets out of the pistol handoff going to go right up the middle to Jacob Royce Royce is going to take it up to about the 32-yard line and be stopped right there by the interior of that Spartans defense. Loss of a yard, and it'll bring up third and 11. And where the interesting part about tonight's matchup will be is right here. So when Roger Bacon can really rotate in some of its its size on that defensive line, uh, they really are good against the run. The problem is a lot of those guys are offensive linemen. That's where the depth and missing a Noah Miller could hurt them. Receivers out wide on both sides. Royce to the left of Betelak. Betelak drops straight back, throws it out to the left sideline. Complete at the 40. And the receiver is going to drive forward out to the 45-yard line for a first down for the Rockets. And that looked like Kellerman with the catch. Yeah, and the, the corner just lost his footing there and was unable to get to the receiver as he was making a break on it uh, to break that up. So uh, easy pitch and catch when there's no DB out there. Trips out to the near side. That was Kellerman with the catch, by the way. Dropping back, Betelak. Betelak's going to throw the ball over the middle and is complete on the play to Andrew Clark. Clark's going to take it up the left side across the 30, inside the 30 to the 25, and he'll be dropped right there at the 25-yard line after a gain of 20 on that reception. Bacon's defense a little lethargic on that play, allowing that receiver to drift right behind the linebackers on the crossing route, and uh, nobody there until he was already on his way upfield. First and ten for the Rockets on the initial drive of the ball game. 10.50 left to go in this first quarter of action. Betelak. And the handoff is going to go up the middle to Jacob Royce. And Fumble. Royce is going to be stopped. Fumble on the play. And the, Rock- and the Rockets turn it over to the Spartans as they recover it. Looks like Noah, Nolan Tebby in there on the hit. That was... Fumbling the football was Jacob Royce. Royce is a senior. And then they have also got William Royce, who was scheduled to be playing some running back here tonight. But nonetheless, the Spartans take it over after they get the first turnover of the ball game. Ball at the 22-yard line in their own territory. Tumlin is going to move in motion to the far side. Hand off to Kiner right up the middle across the 22, out to the 25 for a gain of three. And much like last week against Chaminade and Baden even, I think where Corey can be most dangerous is the edges. I, I don't know that McNick, who has big kids, has the speed to handle Corey on the outside if they can get him out there into space. Second down along seven. Bird goes out wide to the left-hand side. Coleman out wide to the left. Receiver split on both sides. 
Now moving in motion to the near side is Lackey. Pitch out comes around the left-hand side to Kiner. Kiner picks up a block. He's going to cut it across the 25, be brought down at the 27. On a nice one-on-one tackle by Jack Schaefer. Yep, uh, good run to the, the short side, able to pick up a, about three yards. Uh, big third down here again, I think running Corey out to the wide side, getting him out in space is the way to go. Second down, five yards, or third down, excuse me, five yards to go for a Spartan first down. They send trips out to the far side, ball in the near hash mark. Kuhlman to the short side of the field, the near side. Kiner to the right of Bullock. Bullock drops straight back, throws it out to the right side, and it is complete at the 40-yard line to Zach Coleman for a first down. Gain of 10 on the reception. Great catch uh, with a guy hanging on his back, able to pull it in uh, and bring it down. First down for the Spartans. 9.23 and running left to go in this first quarter of play. We just started, no score. Bullock with Kiner to the right. Receiver split on both sides. Kiner gets it around the right side. It's going to take it out to the 45, cuts it out to the right side, and he's going to be taking it across midfield into McNicholas territory, and he'll be run out of bounds at the 48-yard line of the Rockets for a gain of 12 and another first down for the Spartans. And again, they're floating a spy to the wide side of the field. It looks like they kind of uh, eyeball Kiner uh, on those sweeps, uh, but I still think Roger Bacon and Corey's athleticism, are, that's the play to go to early in this game. Lackey started out to the left-hand side. Now he's going to move over to the right-hand side. Receivers split on both sides. Now moving back in motion to the near side is Lackey, and they're going to throw it out to Lackey on the left-hand side. He's going to cut it across the 48-yard line, down to the 45-yard line for a gain of three on that reception. Not a bad play, though, because now you have the defense thinking again about these short passes. You know, Kuhlman catches one, Lackey catches one. You keep them a little bit more honest, set things up for Corey. Second down, seven yards to go from the 45 of McNick. Kiner to the left of Bullock, ball on the near hash mark, or near the near hash mark. Receiver split on both sides. Now Tumlin's going to move in motion to the far side. Handoff goes to Kiner. Kiner trying to run it around the right side. He's going to be hit back at the 50. Now he's going to stutter step and be brought down back in his own territory at the 49-yard line for a loss of six. Yeah, and that play was just slow to develop. Uh, I don't know why that was so backwards, it looked like, on Bullock's end, and slow to get the ball into Corey's hands. Uh, and again, too much penetration for the McNick D. As a run-pass option is what it looked like, Rob, and Bullock might have been better off just taking the football back and running around the left side. Well, when you're not going to be decisive with it and you're going to think about it too much, yes. <laughs> Keep it, throw it, get rid of it, but you know you can't take a, an extra two seconds to kind of think through it. Third and long. In motion is Lackey, dropping back is Bullock on third and 13. He's going to be rushed, sacked, and dropped at the 40-yard line. First sack of the ball game. Loss of nine on the play, and it'll bring up fourth down and about 22, and it's punting time for the Spartans. That's the kryptonite, third and long, right? How many times have we seen that exact situation, third and long, and Bullock gets sacked uh, or runs for his life? So Bird's going to drop back and punt the football away from about his own 40. Set back to return for the Rockets is Jack Camp. Camp returned the opening kickoff. He's a sophomore. Hustling out onto the field for the Spartans now as they didn't have enough players is Evan Webb. 
6.45 and running. Snap bounces back to Bird, but Bird picks it up, gets a high end-over-end kick. The camp is going to fair catch at his own 31-yard line. So we've got a timeout on the field, 6.34 left to go in the first quarter, and we've got no score. Spartan fans, do you need legal help? Someone you can trust with years of experience? Don't wait any longer. Pick up the phone and call Ed Nolan McLeod. With 35 years of collection law experience in both Ohio and Kentucky, Nolan McLeod have handled all types of collection matters, including consumer, retail, and commercial claims. If you need help with your past due accounts, utilize a local attorney with the ability to collect your money. Then call Nolan McLeod at 513-381-7333. Put the odds in your favor. Nolan McLeod, a strong supporter of Roger Bacon Athletics. Royce lines up on the right-hand side of Badalak, now out of the pistol on first and ten, dropping back Badalak. He right-arms it on a slant in on the left-hand side, and it is knocked away and incomplete to Kellerman. Yep. Uh, quick throw there. Receiver just not quite ready, but maybe heard the footsteps coming and uh, isn't able to hold on to it. Badalak, two for four passing so far on the night, which is exactly what he has been throwing this year, 50% completion ratio. Got to get pressure on him, though, or else uh, it could be a long night. Kellerman, slot right. you got to keep an eye on him. Now running the option is Badalak. He's going to pitch it out to Royce on the right side. He's going to take it across the 30, out to the 35. He'll struggle forward, spin forward, and get out to the 36-yard line for a gain of four. Big play here. Wouldn't mind seeing Sheehan dial up a blitz, uh, see if he can get someone like Mumper coming through the middle there very quickly, uh, or Evan Webb, and, and put some pressure on the quarterback. Hustling into the ball game now for the Spartans is Ryan Lally, a 205-pound Junior, six feet one inches tall, coming in at the line, dropping back Betalak, and a flag is thrown by the line judge, and there's going to be movement on the offensive line, or will it be illegal substitution against the Spartans? Let's see what the call is going to be. It's against Bacon, offsides against the Spartans. So instead of third down and a long seven, it will be third down and a long two. Well, if they have to hand off, I don't know that as good as we are against the run, uh, that doesn't hurt us as bad. So third and two, ball out to the 40-yard line. Badalak going to run the option to the left-hand side. Pitches it out to Royce. Royce is going to come around left end, and he's going to pick up the first down across the 43 to the 44-yard line, a gain of three and a first down for the Rockets. Second time we've seen an option here on this drive. Must have seen something on film against that Bacon D last week that... To tip them off to that play. Royce getting a majority of their runs tonight because their leading rusher, Jake Watford, is out with some injuries this week. Dropping back Betalak on first and ten. He's going to throw it up high on the left side. But complete to Kellerman across the 20. And he's going to be dropped at the 18-yard line. You know, I don't know who it was on coverage there, but I know Ryan Halal was late in getting back uh, as the safety you know, we talked about Freddie Greer, very athletic and quick, not being in there, and Halal getting his first start. Uh, maybe a mental mistake there. 38 yards on the reception to Kellerman, his first catch of the night. 5.15 left to go in this first quarter. We've got no score, but McNick at the 18 of the Spartans. Badalak looks to his right, rolls out to the left, and throws it out into the flat, complete to the 15. Struggling forward to the 10 is the receiver, Ryan Gear. Gear picks up the reception. And there was nobody out there to cover him. I saw the, the linebacker on that side kind of coming up to take the quarterback as a spy. Uh, nobody out there in coverage in the flat. Gear, a 6'2", 190-pound junior for the Rockets. Now 
Badelak with trips out to the near side. Hand off to Royce up the middle on second down and two. It's going to be stopped right at the line of scrimmage, which was the 10-yard line over bringing up third down and two. And Big Nolan's heavy coming back in. He's the run stuffer uh, after a few reps for Ryan Lowey. Great kid from Annunciation and Our Lady of Grace. Demetrius Ward hustles off the field for the Spartans. Third down, two yards to go from the 10 of the Spartans. For McNick, fake handoff to Royce. Badalak's going to roll out to the right. He's going to throw it out to the right flat. It is complete at the five for a first down for the Rockets, and he's going to be upended right there, Andrew Clark. But it's first and goal for McNicholas. Nice play divine, and the Rockets pulled it off to perfection. They've got first and goal from the Spartans, five with 3.55 left to go in this first quarter. Royce now to the left of Betalak, ball in the near hash mark, trips out to the far side. Betalak is going to hand it off to Royce, right up the middle to the three, and he'll be stacked up and brought down right there by Tebby. And a couple of other Spartan numbers that we couldn't see out there. Ryan Lally Nate also, yep, Nate Stark. And this is the area where they had a couple turnovers last week that kind of skewed that score. Uh, interesting here, you know, more discipline, able to hold on to the ball. Second down, goal to go from the three. 3.15 and running left to go in the first quarter. Trips out to the far side. Badalak drops out, rolls down to the left, shovel pass inside to Royce. He's going to be stacked up at the four and dropped at the five. Good play by that defensive line by the Spartans. They've come up big the last couple of weeks, Rob. Yep, especially down here around the goal line. Uh, you know, kind of a, a bend, but unfortunately it broke a couple times, giving up those uh, late touchdowns that ended up being the difference. Let's see if they can hold on here and maybe force a field goal try. So it's third and goal. Coming out to the right side is Dolan, who just came into the ball game. Kellerman, got to keep an eye on him. Wide to the left. Royce to the right of Betalak. He's going to fake hand off the... Royce. Now Badalak's going to keep it around the right side. Dives to the corner of the end zone. Lost the football, but he was down on the ground, according oh. to the side judge. He was on top of the player. So they marked him down at the one-yard line. It's going to bring up fourth and goal for the Rockets. I thought that was a touchback. He was on top of the player who was making the tackle when the ball came free. It was pretty close. Boy, if we had a replay, you might have been right, Rob. So fourth and goal for the Rockets, 2.05 left to go in this first quarter. No score. Rockets down to the one-yard line of the Spartans on fourth and goal. Badalak hands it off to Royce. Royce right up the middle into the end zone for the score, and it's 6 nothing. The Rockets take the lead over the Spartans. Yeah, tough play there for them. Royce just right up the middle. William Royce, number 42 tonight. Jacob Royce, excuse me, the senior, 5'8", 185 pounds. He's got a brother, William Royce, who's a freshman. Just one of those areas, On the again, we talked about the, the offensive line issues. Well, that's a defensive line issue, too, and uh, it shows itself there as uh, un, unable to hold them on four straight plays. So the Rockets' high snap will attempt the extra point, and in to attempt the extra point is Matthew Pryor, and Pryor gets it through. 142, 152, excuse me, left to go in this first quarter of play. Your score now is the Rockets 7, and the Spartans nothing. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. 
The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game, starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. Joining us on this afternoon's pregame show is offensive coordinator... Back here at Penn Station Stadium at McNicholas High School, Dave Mitchell along with Rob Rickenbaugh. It is now 7 to nothing. Spartans down on the scoreboard after that touchdown by the Rockets from Royce. And, and we look flat tonight. I don't know if it's the flu bug that kind of lit through the locker room this week. Uh, but, you know, when you're seeing kids kind of jogging around just trying to maintain... Uh, some wind and some energy, uh, it's not a good sign. Spartans kick it, or I should say, excuse me, the Rockets kick it off, and it'll be taken in by one of the upbacks on the return for Roger Bacon, Freddie Greer, and Greer's going to run it outside the 40 to the 42-yard line, and that's where the Spartans will start, first and 10 at their own 42. Yeah, and I think they were doing that to give Corey a breather. Again, a long week for him, uh, you know, and a heavy load for him to carry tonight, uh, a quick break there on the return. Uh, letting Greer, who's a good athlete and, and a good, quick kid, uh, a chance to return it. Hope you're enjoying tonight's broadcast. We'll be on the air next week from Carroll. Receivers split out on both sides. Ball in the near hash mark. Bullock high snap jumps up to get it. He's going to throw it out to the right side. It is complete to Bird. Bird across the 45, out near the 50. He's going to be wrestled out of bounds at the 49-yard line. Gain of, uh, let's call it eight on the play. And there'll be a heavy load on Bullock tonight as... Uh, this team kind of tries to bounce back from the flu and add some diversity against the McNick team that, that's clearly keyed up on, on Corey Kiner. First completion of the night for Tyler Bullock. Brings up second down, three yards to go from the 49. Bullock puts Lackey in motion. Now gives it to him on the jet around the near side. He's going to cut it across the 50 to the 49, maybe the 48, and he'll be driven backwards. He's going to be close to a first down. This ball's going to be spotted right in front of us, Rob, and they, he may be about the nose of the football shy. I actually think that's a bad spot, too. I thought he had a little bit more forward progress yep. than that, but they're going to give it to him, it looks like. They're going to give it to him. Again, the rule this year has been don't measure, just give it to him. Close enough, right? Yeah. I don't know. we got to ask some of the guys up here if they've seen a measurement this season because we have not. First and ten for the Spartans from the 48 of McNick. Bullock is going to throw it up the left side to Coleman. Ball knocked free. Coleman couldn't come away with it. And Tumlin dove in at the last second and tried to come away with it. And the ball hit the turf and bounces free incomplete. You know, that, that's a couple times in the past few weeks we've seen Tyler Bullock underthrow that ball. You know, and he's a kid with a big arm, a legit uh, baseball prospect. Uh, and big pitcher, uh, just unable to kind of get the ball out there for Kuhlman to be able to make a play. 42.1 seconds left to go in this first quarter of play. 7 nothing. McNick on top. High snap, handoff to Kiner. Kiner out of the pistol. He's going to battle back to the line of scrimmage for no gain on the play. Brings up third and ten. Yeah, and that's, a, that's on the offensive line right there who let him kind of penetrate uh, and blow that play up before there was a chance for even to take off. He, that guy doesn't come through. Corey has a chance, but uh, you got to make that block. So the ball at the 48-yard line of the Rockets clocked down to 17 seconds to go in the first quarter. 
Rockets lead it by a touchdown, 7 to nothing. Receivers split out on both sides. Bullock looks at the clock, and I think the Spartans are going to be content to just let the clock run out at the end of the first quarter, and they will. We've played one, and your score from Penn Station Stadium, it is McNicholas 7, Roger Bacon nothing. It's Dave Timber at Jake Sweeney Chevrolet Tri-County. Find new roads with Malibu and save up to $5,000. Including our lifetime mechanical protection. We're leading the way at Jake Sweeney Chevrolet. The Lucky Turtle is located in Finneytown on 8621 Winton Road next to Arby's. With 23 taps of rotating crabs and local beers, plus a large selection of other fine spirits, the Lucky Turtle has weekly events, including live music, final night on Tuesdays, and trivia on Thursdays. They offer great food options from empanadas, a key, or you can bring in your own food. The Lucky Turtle is very accommodating for parties and events, so stop in for a relaxing, no-frills good time. The Lucky Turtle, owned by Frank Cena, Roger Bacon Class of 1991. Hi, this is Tim with Stacy Heating and Air Solutions. We know how important heating and cooling your home can be to you. Here at Stacy Heating and Air, we aim to please at a price that can't be beat. Being a locally owned and operated company, we have gained our reputation because of the satisfaction of our customers. Don't pay high prices for mediocre service when you will get the best with us for less. Call me today at 513-367-HEAT or visit us on the web at stacyheatingandair.com. That's stacyheatingandair.com. Bullock on third down. He throws over the middle. Complete to Tumlin. Tumlin at the 20. Struggles forward across the 20 to the 15-yard line of McNicholas. First down for the Spartans on third and long. Uh, a quick athlete able to get there into that skinny post and uh, is wide open. Great timing throw for Bullock to kind of put it right on the money. Be a gain of 32 yards on that reception. Now Bullock unofficially three for five in the passing department. Bullock with Kiner right behind him. Ball in the center of the field. Receiver split out. Handoff goes to Kiner. Tried to go up the middle. Now cuts it out to the left-hand side. Cuts it inside the 15 to the 10. He'll be run out of bounds near the first down marker. Inside the 10, down to about the seven-yard line. Clearly keyed up on him and able to get penetration off that edge. Uh, receiver unable to hold the block. And, and again, kind of blowing that up. That guy doesn't get through there. Corey doesn't have to move out a little bit further. That's probably a touchdown. They're going to put him down at the 6, so a 10-yard gain on the carry. That's 6 carries tonight for Kiner. 22 yards unofficially, but a first down for the Spartans at the McNick 6-yard line. High snap, handoff. Going to go to Lackey on the jet around, or Tumlin, excuse me, around the jet around the right side, and he's going to be run out of bounds at the 2-yard line. Good run, and not a whole lot of blocking out there, so Tumlin able to make something out of that. It was uh, really all on him. Uh, sets up an interesting second-down call for Mike Blout. 11.27 left to go in the first half. Rob's halftime show will be coming up. We'll get who he's going to have on here after this play. 7 nothing, McNick on top of it, and the Spartans knocking at the door, though, on second and goal from the three. Again, a high snap, but Bullock is going to keep it himself. It goes into the right corner of the end zone for the score. Good call. Run option, and Bullock read it correctly, just kept the ball around the right side, took it into the corner of the end zone, and the Spartans have drawn to within one at 7-6. to six. When he's decisive, whether it be a run, pass option, or, or you know, the, the hitch, or the, I'm sorry, the post we saw him hit Tumlin on, He's a different quarterback. It's that indecisiveness where things go south on him, but a great decision there, able to get the touchdown. Blout the holder. 
and the Spartans are minus a player. They've only got 10 on the field. Now they hustle Zach Kappel into the ball game to go to the right wing. Luke Bird going to attempt the extra point and try to tie this thing up. Blount with a hold. The kick is up. It is high and long, and it is good. 11-21 left to go in the first half. We are now tied at 7. Substation 2 has been bringing Florence the freshest food at the lowest prices since 1981. You've tried the rest, now come taste the best fresh sliced sub sandwiches anywhere. Substation 2 was voted the best sub sandwich in Northern Kentucky by Northern Kentucky Magazine in 2016. Let Substation 2 cater your next event. Give them a call at 859-371-9490 or come visit them at 7905 Dream Street in Florence. Substation 2, quality at a price you can afford. Think about your home. What do you see? Do you just see two stories or the stories of your toddler's first steps? <laughs> now think about your car. Do you see an odometer reading or your kids reading in the back seat? Other insurance companies just see a house. They just see a car. But a state farm agent sees what your home and your car really mean to you. So why not give them the protection they deserve? Call your state farm agent, Jason Regelsberger, at 513-574-8811. So the Spartans will kick it off. Luke Bird going to kick it deep to Jack Camp. And Camp is going to take it in at his 15-yard line. Cuts it to the right across the 20 to the 25 to the right hash mark outside the 30. And he'll be brought down at the 32-yard line. Big play by the Spartans to tie this thing up at 7. Is it deep? Might have been an overstatement. <laughs> you know, kick that to about the 18-yard line. But... It- at least, you know, he's kicking it off, and, uh, you know, I don't know that that's a much of an improvement on the pooch kicks, but uh, we figured out early on that the way to combat that is bring one of the, your athletes in as an up back and get a decent return. So the Rockets will break the huddle over on the far side. This is set up a lot like Ron Bacevich Stadium, where the home team goes to the far side. The away team is on the side here, the press box and the stands. Betalak, the quarterback. He has got Royce to the right of him. Movement on the defensive line by the Spartans, and it'll be an offside penalty called against Roger Bacon. That's the second penalty of the ball game against the Spartans. And again, some younger guys in there tonight, not quite as used to playing in the rotation, uh, trying to offset the loss of some of those guys who were out sick and injured. Kellerman comes out wide to the left-hand side. Got a receiver out to the right. Royce to the left of Betalak. Betalak's going to throw it out to the right-hand side, and it is complete. Out to the right-hand side to Hank Veneman. Veneman, a sophomore, 155 pounds. Only about a two-yard game, though. Mike Orlando really going deep on his bench tonight. Another completion. That's four in a row, or excuse me. Three of six in the passing department for Betalak. Betalak now sees a second down and two situation. He's going to run the option, pitches it out around the left-hand side, and bringing it, the man down on the far side for the Spartans. Ball carrier for Broid Bramble. Bramble was carrying the football, and it was Stan Hart. Stan Hart. Big play here for the Roger Bacon defense. Uh, have to get some pressure. Have to watch Betalak rolling out and getting out of the pocket. Uh, maintain discipline on your receivers and uh, try to clean this up and get, get them into a punting situation. 
So Badalak on third down and eight yards to go after a loss of six on the play is going to drop straight back. Looks over the middle. Steps away from the rush. Now throws it. Intercepted by the Spartans. Stan Hart intercepted it at the 30-25 up the far side, and he'll take it inside the 20. Might have been Nate Stark, actually. On Nate that. Stark. Yep, you're right. Nate Stark with the interception. The senior read that perfectly. We talked about them maintaining discipline. He kept his eyes on Badalak. Got out there into the flat to jump that route. Uh, able to take it down uh, to just outside the 20. First and 10, Roger Bacon. First interception in a long time for the Spartans. I got to go back to uh, probably the Baden game when uh, I think it was Stan Hart that gave him a chance in that one. Yeah, I think you're right. 10.58 left to go in the first half. Spartans have it first down 10 from their uh, the 22-yard line of the Rockets. Kiner lines up to the left of Bullock. Receivers out wide on both sides. Now Tumlin moves in motion to the near side. Fake handoff. Throwing it into the left corner of the end zone is Bullock, and he throws it up for Kuhlman, and Kuhlman could not come down with it incomplete. Well, he led the receiver there rather than throw that back shoulder. He throws a back shoulder. That's a touchdown. When you lead that, you give the defensive back a chance to, to make a play on the ball, which is exactly what he did. End of the ball game now, Evan Webb. Evan Webb checking in at the... Looks like the running back position. Did they take Corey out of the ball game? Yeah, they did. They got Kiner out of the ball game now. I don't know if he's getting a red. There he is on the sideline. Looks like he's adjusting his helmet. So Webb in the backfield now with Bullock and dropping back as Bullock throws it into the flat. The lackey completed the 20, breaks the tackle to the 15, to the 10, and struggles out of bounds at the 6. 16 yards on the reception. And I, I don't want to jinx that <laughs> knock on wood, but it, it looks like some of that confidence that Bullock developed against Shamanov last week has carried over a little bit. Uh, looks good and, and decisive when he, he's dropping back to, to make a play. Of course, the Spartans battling through everything tonight. The, the flu, the cold, McNicholas, and right now they're tied up at seven, and they've got it. First and goal from the Rockets' six. Handoff goes to Webb right up the middle. Webb inside the five to the four. And this is another area where uh, not having Keontae Deer really hurts them, right? You know, their, their depth at running back has been bad since he broke his collarbone, and uh, it hurts them tonight. Who's your halftime interview with tonight, Rob? Dan Starkey, uh, head coach of uh, the 1998 team that was Roger Bacon's first playoff participant and uh, first playoff win. So 97-98. That's, that's coming up at halftime. Webb's still in the ball game. Receiver split out on both sides. Ball in the near hash mark. Bullock hand off to Webb right up the middle. Webb down to the two. Two-yard gain for Webb again, and it brings up third down and goal. Yeah, and, and you know, Corey not being himself tonight, if that's him, that's a touchdown. So uh, puts this team in a tough spot with, with a big third down. Kiner. Still on the sideline with Webb into the ball game right now at that running back position. Third down goal from the two-yard line of the Rockets. Bullock, handoff to Webb. Now Bullock's going to keep it on the play action. He's going to take it near the goal line, and he's in for the score. Bullock with his second TD rushing of the night, and the Spartans have taken the lead for the first time here this evening at 13-6. to Yep, six foot, 230 pounds, uh... As listed. Yeah. But when he gets going, uh, he gets going, and, and the, the trick for him is to, to get that momentum moving forward, and he's tough to stop, and uh, he proves it there as he's able to sneak in behind Big Nolan Tevy for the touchdown. So it's 13-6, or 13-7, excuse me, 9.33 left to go in this first 
half of action. Luke Bird into the ball game to attempt the extra point. Spartans again minus a player on the extra point. This time it's Patrick Mulcahy who's got to come into the ball game. Blout is the holder. He gets the good snap and Bird is going to kick it right through the uprights. 9.33 left to go. In this first half of action, your score now, it's the Spartans 14, McNicholas 7. Since 1969, Vonderhaar's Catering has provided services for social and corporate events, private gatherings, reunions, company outings, and wedding receptions. Vonderhaar's will help you customize a menu for all types of events and clients with personal attention and excellent quality food and service. Let Vonderhaar's Catering make your event memorable with quality food and complete professional staffing. Vonderhaar's Catering, selected as one of the five preferred caterers at the newly renovated Music Hall. Before you finalize your menu, call Vonderhaar's Catering, 513-554-1969. It's September at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. During Jeep Adventure Days, lease a new compass for only $199 a month. Featuring our lifetime mechanical protection. $199, only at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back here at McNicholas High School, Penn Station Stadium. Spartans on top of it now, 14-7 to with 9.33 left to go before halftime. Luke Bird will kick it off from left to right. It's a low line drive kick that's going to be taken in by the Rockets. And that is Camp. And Camp cuts it to the left side across the 40 to the 45. Bird's going to grab him and haul him out of bounds along with Jake Mumper. So Mumper and Bird have to pull forward and get the tackle along the left-hand side. Across midfield is where the Rockets will start it at the 49-yard line of the Spartans. So the ball resting just outside the 48 in Spartan territory. With 9.22 left to go in this first half of action. McNicholas down by a touchdown, comes out on first and ten. And they've got Betalak with Royce just to the left, right of him, out of the pistol. Ball in the near hash mark. Kellerman, slot right, dropping back Betalak. He's going to throw it up the right side, trying to go to Kellerman. Knocked away and incomplete by Blout. Good defense there. Ryan Blout, uh, you know, smart player, able to read that one and, and get in position to make a play on the ball. College football action tomorrow on Ultimate Sports Talk as Mount St. Joseph homecoming at Schuler Field. We'll be on the air with the pregame show as the Lions take on Manchester. That game will begin at 1.30. Our pregame show starts at 12.30 here on Ultimate Sports Talk. Kellerman, slot right, receivers out wide on both sides. Tight end formation. Now Kellerman moving in motion to the near side. Fake handoff to Kellerman right up the middle as Royce finds a hole inside the 45 down to the 41-yard line. Gain of six on the carry. A little misdirection there, throwing off that that defense and those linebackers who kind of bit on the movement, uh, able to go up the the middle for about seven. Soda brings up third down and a long two yards to go. Third down, two. Just out of the pistol. Handoff goes right up the middle to Royce. Royce is going to be close to the first down. He was initially stopped at the 39 and then backspun and got maybe to the 38 
They're going to mark him about a yard shy of the first down, so it brings up fourth down and a yard for the Rockets. And Mike Orlando is going to have to think about this one for a little bit before. Now he sends in the plane. They're going to go for it. Kellerman comes out wide to the left. Royce out of a pistol eye formation about three yards behind the quarterback. Sneak right Now Badalak is going to go up under center for the first time tonight. Handoff out of the eye goes to Royce. Royce behind right guard. And he's going to take it inside the 35 for the first down and a gain of three. Nice job by the right guard to plow the road for Royce, and he picked up the first down. He's got seven carries tonight unofficially for 18 yards. That leads the way for the Rockets. Kellerman comes out wide to the left-hand side. Wing formation to the right. Fake handoff. Betalak out from under center. He's going to throw the ball over the middle and incomplete. Tried to throw the ball up the field to Josh Schaefer. Schaefer, a six-foot junior, 190 pounds. He broke free over the middle, but Betalak couldn't find him. Yeah, just overshot that a little bit. Tried to fire it in there, right? Put all he had on that ball. Betalak right now has thrown five incompletions in a row. That does not even include the interception. He's been under center for the last three plays in a row. Second and 10 from the 34-yard line. Handoff on the jet, but Kellerman lost the handle, just lost it, running it around the near side, and then had to go back to the 42-yard line and collect the fumble, a loss of seven. Yeah, and I was going to say, say before that play how uneven they are, right? You know, that make a big play, uh, get some positive yardage, and then either have, you know, incomplete pass or, or maybe something that goes backwards like it happens right there with a six-yard loss. So now it's third down, 16 yards to go. They need to get inside the 25 for a first down. Rockets now back to the pistol formation. Betalak with Kellerman out to the left-hand side. They've got trips to the right-hand side. Royce to the right. Betalak drops straight back, looks over the middle. He's got a receiver out wide on the right-hand side, and he miscommunicated with Veneman and threw it behind him. Veneman couldn't dive back and get the completion, so it's incomplete, brings up fourth down. And maybe think about going for it here, you know, on the bacon side of the field. Uh, see if they can either pick it up or maybe get a pass interference or something. 7:01 left to go in this first half. 14-7. Spartans on top of it. And they will go for it on fourth down and 16 yards to go from the 41. Badalak drops straight back. Looks up the right. Rolls out of the pocket. He's going to throw the ball into the end zone up the right side. Blout is there and just knocks it out of bounds. Incomplete. Smart play by Blout not to go for the interception and lose about 30 yards on the change of possession and the Spartans instead will get it first and 10 at the 41 in their own territory. Coach's kid uh, making a smart play uh, as you would expect you know Coach Watkins saying he's maybe the smartest kid he's ever coached when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. Now let's see if Kiner is back into the ball game he's not he's laying on the feet off to the sideline so Kiner out of the ball game, and Webb's going to stay in at running back. First and ten from the 41. Bullock's going to throw it out to the left-hand side, incomplete over the head of Tumlin, but there's going to be a legal procedure called against the Spartans. Now, I wouldn't be surprised to see Tumlin get some time at running back. He was a, a running back at LaSalle, uh, coming here to, to move the receiver because of Kiner's presence. Uh, good athlete, and a guy knows how to play the position. Corey's laying on his back, so I'm not quite sure what... They might be. He has a hamstring or a groin issue, maybe. He, he was a little gimpy trying to stretch. 
Yeah, it almost looks like, yeah, it could be a groin, could be a hamstring, could even be his lower back, Rob. It's kind of the exercises I do for my lower back. Yeah. Bullock dropping back, pump fake to the left. Now he's going to throw it deep up the left-hand side. He's got Coleman complete at the 30, to the 25, and he's going to be brought down at the 20. 44 yards on the reception and a first down for the Spartans at the 20-yard line of McNicholas. And able to get enough on the ball to get it out for Kuhlman to make a play on it. Again, if he goes another yard and Kuhlman can catch that in stride versus slowing down, he probably goes in for six. But a, a good throw by Bullock and uh, just what Bacon needed with, with Kiner out. Webb to the left of Bullock. Receivers split on both sides. Webb's going to keep it right behind the right guard inside the 20 down to the 19-yard line for a gain of two. And it'll be tough going without without Corey and the Keontae Deer, right? You know, you're really down to the the bare bones of your running back depth. Uh, again, I mentioned Tumwin. I wouldn't mind seeing him get some carries back there. A, a good physical athlete. So it brings up second down, eight yards to go at the 19 of McNicholas. Six minutes to go in this first half of play. 14-7, Spartans on top of it. Webb to the right of Bullock, out of the pistol. Receivers out wide. Fake handoff. Rolling out to the right now is Bullock. Bullock looking into the end zone. He's going to unload it and just throw it out of bounds. Incomplete. Smart play, though. We've seen him take sacks on plays like that this season. Uh, Smart there, looking downfield. Nothing there. Get rid of it. Four for nine passing tonight for Bullock. Both quarterbacks really playing up to their percentage. Bullock came in. Averaging just over 49% completion ratio, while Badalak was at 50%. That's exactly where Badalak is, only he's got the interception. 5.49 left to go in this first half. Again, receivers split out on both sides. Ball near the far hash mark. Bullock's going to put Webb off to the left of him in the pistol. Bird out wide to the right, Coleman wide left. Movement on the line by the Spartans, and that caused the McNicholas Rockets defensive line to move. Uh, That looked like the D-line forced that, but... That's four penalties tonight unofficially on the Spartans for 20 yards. Haven't seen any penalties so far this evening on the Rockets. Just uh, zapped this week with the foil. Third and 13, Bullock's going to throw it over the middle. Incomplete. Tried to go. Let's see, was that Ed, was that Coolman? Looks like it was Coolman on a little hitch. Yep, Coolman on a hitch, incomplete through a bind, and it brings up fourth down. We'll go for it here, I imagine. Ball at the 24-yard line, fourth down, 13 yards to go. Spartans need to get inside the 11. Webb to the right, a Bullock. He's going to drop straight back. Looks up the right side now, rolls out to the right and gets sacked. Right at the 30-yard line for a loss of seven on the play. 5.37 left to go in this first half. Your score, it's Roger Bacon 14, McNicholas 7. When you're looking for a family place to go after the game, stop by the Game On Sports Bar and Grill at 5880 Chevy Out Road. With several TVs, stay on top of all the games all at once at Game On. Great for the upcoming bowl season and NFL playoffs. Bring the kids. Game On has a family atmosphere that everyone will enjoy. You're home for all the Xavier and UC games with $12 buckets. Like us on Facebook in a great location. The place to be before, during, and after the game. The Game On Sports Bar and Grill, located at 5880 Chevy Out Road in White Oaks. So McNicholas comes out to take the football over, first and ten from their own 30, after they stop the Spartans on downs. Betalak has got Royce to the left of him. Now moving in motion to the far side is Camp. 
And the handoff goes to Royce right behind right tackle, and he's going to take it across the 30 out to the 32. Brings up second and eight. A lot of pressure on this Bacon defense tonight with uh, Corey Kiner sitting on the sideline. You know, he he keeps the offense on the field very often, you know, at least for a couple minutes and is able to, you know, break one at any time. So maybe the defense has to win the game tonight for Roger Bacon. McNicholas probably doesn't know how to defend Kiner. They've never seen him play. Yeah. <laughs> Missed last year's game. Now, tonight, he's sitting out. Running the option to the right-hand side is Betalak, and Betalak's going to keep it across the 35, out to the 37. That'll be a gain of four, and bring up third down and about three yards to go. Tebby with the tackle. First carry of the night by Betalak, and he picks up four yards. Passing-wise, he is three for ten with an interception. Third and two, handoff goes to Royce. Royce is going to be hit behind the line and driven back at about the 35. He won't get anywhere near the first down. In fact, loss of about a yard on the play brings up fourth down and four. I imagine we'll see a punt here. Big play by the Roger Bacon defense when they really needed one. That defensive front line over the last few weeks has played extremely well, Rob. Yeah. Uh, when, When they get the right rotation in, they're solid. Dropping back set to return is going to be Tumlin. He's going to be the single setback. Good snap from center, and the punt is away from McNicholas, and Tumlin is going to take it in on the fair catch at his 35-yard line. 29-yard punt, no return, ball at the 36-yard line. 3.56 left to go in this first half of action from Penn Station Stadium. And the Spartans will start out first and ten in their own territory. Had a couple of nice drives here after a kind of a lackluster first quarter, but takes a little while. When you've gone through the entire week like the Spartans have, Rob, with the flu, it takes you a little while to get back into it. Uh, sometimes weeks. Yeah. Uh, you know, the flu is a, a tough virus to bounce back from. For most people, when you have, you know, ten days or so of flu is in rest, it's hard to do it and play a football game on a Friday night when uh, you got to go to school and practice through the week. Webb stays in the ball game at the running back position. He's to the left, and he's going to get the handoff right up the middle across the 35 and takes it out to the 40-yard line, a gain of four on the carry for Evan Webb. And I'm not sure if uh, Mel Haney down there putting ice on, on Corey's back or his ribs, but uh, it might be a while, at least the second half, before we see Corey again. And it'll probably be a score decision whether or not they need him. Oh, well, I hope Bullock. that's the case. Yeah, Bullock is going to throw it out to left-hand side. Complete to Tumlin at the 40. Cuts back to the inside of the 45. 50, 10, 45, 40 of McNicholas territory. And he's run out of bounds at the 35-yard line. And now they'll say he's inside the 35. Where are they going to mark him out of bounds at? They're going to mark him out of bounds near the 37-yard line. And, and Tumlin is your most explosive athlete behind Corey Kiner. Uh, even with Zach Kuhlman out there, important to get the ball in his hand. So it's first and ten for the Spartans. They throw it out into the right flat to Lackey. Lackey right up the middle across the 35. It's going to be stopped at the 32-yard line. Gain of five on that reception. I, you know, I don't know when you're allowed to club a guy in the head, but apparently not as uh, tough as they are in the NFL. 
Lackey there, though, what, what he needs to do, he, we haven't seen him handle the ball a whole lot in offensive situations, is get down when it's time to get down. He's trying to fight for extra yards. That's where they set an inexperienced player up with a fumble. Three catches, 24 yards tonight for Lackey. Handoff up the middle goes to Webb. Webb inside the 30. Inside the 30, down to the 27-yard line, but a flag thrown right in the middle of that offensive line, and you know that's going to be holding. And it will be holding against the Spartans. That's a quick hold call because he was through there pretty quick and down. Uh, Fifth penalty of the night against the Spartans for 30 yards here this evening. Usually those take a little while longer to develop. So it takes it back to the 41-yard line, and it's second down and 14 yards to go. Webb to the left. Now check that. That is not Webb. Bullock is going to throw it out to the left-hand side. It is complete to Tumlin. Tumlin across the 40. Inside the 40 to the 35. He'll be brought down at the 32-yard line. Good play, good catch. I, I thought he was probably only going to pick a couple up. He's able to get about 15 back. Uh, big play here. Maybe an opportunity for a jet sweep or something to throw them off. Webb's out of the ball game. Jamal Huntsel is into the ball game. Hutzel, first time we've seen him this year, 5'5", 160-pound freshman. He's a burner from St. Clement and St. Nicholas Academy. He's going to be a great player, uh, just a freshman. Uh, excited to see what he can do. Uh, maybe a bit early for him tonight, but uh, he's what we got. He is just a scat back, runs up to the right. He's going to, Bullock is going to keep it himself around the left-hand side, take it inside the 30 it. and be pushed out of bounds near the... 28-yard line, but he's gotten enough for the first down. Again, a good decisive play there, uh, able to, to kind of do the fake handoff and get around the edge, able to pick up the first down and, and keep the drive alive. Fifth rush of the night by Bullock. Of course, he's been sacked twice in the ball game. Boy, they spotted that. Where did they spot it? Right at the 27-yard line. Ball is on the sideline, and boy, they're examining it. Hey, we're going to see a measurement, Rob. It's a one-foot measurement, but we're going to see one. They're going to move the sticks about a, just about a foot. This is absolutely the first measurement I have seen all year. And they've got to move the sticks a foot just to see if it's a first down, and it is shy by about an inch. Wow. All right, they were very generous earlier when I thought we were about a yard short. <laughs> and called it a first down with no measurement. Uh, peculiar choice here, but uh, I imagine we're we're going to go for it. And uh... I I honestly do not remember a measurement this year in college or high school. Not one. I don't know that I have either. Yeah, not not one measurement. And they're going to take it back out to the hash mark and mark it just about an inch shy. And I've been checking around the state with some other radio friends of mine and coaches that I know, and they don't know of any any type of rules that have come down from the OHSAA or college not to measure anymore, but they haven't seen any measurements this year either. That, so that's one of the few that you're going to see this season. So the Spartans on fourth down, call it about an inch. From the McNicholas 28-yard line, they are still out of the pistol. Bullock has got Hutzel to the right of him. Now Bullock's going to go up under center. You know what's going to happen here. Bullock is going to keep it around the left side. He's got the first down. He's going to break it up the left side. He's going to take it all the way in for the score. 
Tyler Polk is having a night. That's what happens when you get all the defense bunched up on fourth and short and you break it through that original line. And that's what Bullock did. He's got three touchdowns tonight and with a minute 38 to go in the half, it's 20-7, to the Spartans on top of it. Well, t- you know, Tyler Bullock is used to being Robin on this team and, and letting Corey Kiner be the Batman. And, and tonight with Kiner out, it, it's unbelievably on Tyler Bullock's shoulders uh, a chance for him to kind of prove what kind of quarterback he is. And, and so far tonight, he's making really smart plays with the ball. Blout will hold. And Bird will attempt the extra point, And he drills that one right up and through. A minute 38 to go in the first half. It's now Roger Bacon 21 and McNicholas 7. Is your gymnasium outdated? Are your basketball backboards, bleachers, scoreboards, wall pads, and divider curtains needing maintenance? They can become huge safety concerns for students and athletes. Proper maintenance and service is critical to keeping your kids safe and prolonging your equipment. Borgman Athletics is committed to providing your school with sporting equipment that you can depend on. With state-of-the-art equipment and training, Borgman Athletics completes the job in a timely, safe, and cost-effective manner. Check them out online at... BorgmanAthletics.com. At Borgman Athletics, we make sports happen. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? This is Kelly at Transform You Fitness. At Transform You Fitness, we make you smile while working off the stress of the day. Our training sessions are custom built to fit your needs, not someone else's. At Transform Me Fitness, we're fully dedicated to helping you achieve your fitness goals. Check us out at 4865 Duck Creek Road or call us and get a seven-day tryout. Everything starts with a vision. We help you get there. Transform You Fitness. Call me today at 513-645-3294. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back here at McNicholas. And the kickoff is going to go into the end zone and through the end zone for a touchback. One of the... I think it's the first one we've seen this year from Bird. He really put the foot into that one. It is absolutely the only one I've seen out of him this year. Uh, and of course, he, you know, he let that one bounce through and uh, thought about playing it. You know, he, he also on the extra points, Rob, I was going to say this before we went to break, he, he's getting more height on it, as you just said, but he's also it seems more confident approaching the football. He does. He looks like a different kicker than we've seen for the first six weeks of the season. Yeah. So a minute 38 to go in this first half. It's 21-7. to Spartans on top of it. And we have talked about this on the pregame show and last week. If they can run the table, then they might be able to get into the playoffs with a win at the end of the year by Alter over Chaminade. Out of the pistol, Betalak for the Rockets. He's got receivers out wide on both sides. Now he's going to move it over to the left-hand side. And some movement. That's going to be delay of game as that flag is thrown by the back judge. Yeah, you know what would be nice here, Dave? A turnover. <laughs> Certainly would. While we got an opportunity here, want to say hello to Eric Shulkers, who's listening tonight. Eric Shulkers, uh, one of my best friends going way back. Uh, one of the best dudes you'll ever meet. And a uh, honorary, uh, legendary member of Team Shred. Dropping back is Betalak. He's going to look out to the right side, complete to Kellerman. Kellerman across the 20, out to the 25. He'll be stopped there after a five-yard gain. Obviously, Eric doesn't care about the caliber of company he keeps. Apparently not. Uh, <laughs> he could tell you some uh, some things uh, about me. Fortunately, I had a you know a Bobby Dinges around to uh, to throw some shade. Anyway, uh, looks like that ball was tipped uh, on its way out of the the hand of Betalak. But it was complete anyway. Second down and. Three, and the pass is almost intercepted. 
That is not Mikhail Carson. No, it's Stan Hart. Stan Hart, he's number 52 tonight. You're right. I'm used to Stan Hart being 11. 11. Yeah. And I look out there and see 52, and I think Mikhail. That's Mikhail. No, it's not. Not tonight. Couple big plays here. Um, you know, big to get the stop here, and then be curious if they, they figure this is two down territory or they punt. Third down, five yards to go. Dropping back, Badalak sets up the screen. It is complete at the 25 to the 30, across the 30, out to the 34 yard line, and the Rockets pick up the first down on a nice completion to the back coming out of the backfield on the screen. Boyd Bramble. I thought they actually had that dialed up pretty well. He's able to sneak through for the first down. So first down from the 34. Good protection. Now rolling out to the left is Badalak. And Badalak throws it up the left side. It is complete at the 49-yard line to Kellerman. Boy, he's a horse. He's a big kid. 14-yard completion. But, boy, does he have some good feet and hands. Just tall and rangy. Not, not particularly quick, but uh, at 6'4", a big target. He comes out to the left-hand side. Badalak on first and ten from the 49. Throws it out to the left-hand side. Complete again to Kellerman. Lackey pushes him out of bounds inside the 44-yard line. Gain of six on that reception. And Bacon has to tighten up their coverage. I know they, they worry a little bit about something over the top, but you can't give that kind of cushion or else he's going to dink and dunk his way down the field. Still with a minute left. Kellerman unofficially with four catches here tonight. Royce to the left of Badalak. He drops straight back, throws it over. He's got Kellerman again. Kellerman inside the 40, breaks a couple of tackles. He's brought down at the 37, but a flag thrown by the side judge. There's an illegal man, or is it an illegal substitution? No, it's an illegal man downfield on the Rockets. That'll be their first penalty of the night, Rob. Odd call there on a, a quick Yeah, that quick was pass, quick. Right? I mean, it, it's... I don't know if there was time to get a guy down there, but maybe it's based on how they lined up off the line of scrimmage. So it'll mark the ball back to the 49-yard line, still in Roger Bacon territory. Badalak is going to drop straight back. He's going to throw it out into the flat on the right side, complete to Royce. Royce is going to take it up to the 48. He's going to be dropped right there. Nate Stark, senior there to clean that up. Gain of two on the reception and brings up third down and eight yards to go. Get a timeout here and and regroup. So we will take a timeout also. There's a timeout on the field with 53 seconds left to go in the first half in your score. It's Roger Bacon 21 and McNicholas 7. Need your car fixed and have no idea where to go? Stay local. Take your vehicle to Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive in Green Hills on 48 Eswin Street. Matt's customers like their prompt, reliable service at a price you can afford. In fact, most customers refer Matt Ballmer at Pioneer Automotive to their friends and family. Simply put, he runs his business the way all auto service centers should be, with integrity. Pioneer Automotive, they get the job done right. Pioneer Automotive, located at 48 Eswin Street. Call them at 513-851-5131. Hey, it's Mo Egger. Well, let me ask you a question. What do you know about your insurance? Chances are you know how much you pay for it, but do you really know what your coverage is? Chances are you don't, and that's because most insurance companies don't go out of their way to make sure you understand what you're buying. That's why RJL is different. They design insurance programs that they monitor continually, and they make sure they adapt your coverage as your life changes. Call RJL Insurance today. Obtain a quote from Rob, Jared, or Kevin at 513-322-5637. You know, Mo Egger was one of our guests on the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show a couple years ago. Oh, really? 
great guy. Yeah, had had fun talking to him. And, uh, of course, if the Indians don't come back against the Astros, the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show will be ending here pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> My Monday nights will be free. Been a long time since I've really been into baseball, but uh, the Astros being in the AL is still weird to me. It's, it's weird to me, too. And the Brewers being in the National League. Yeah. Third down, eight yards to go for the Rockets. Dropping back, Badalak off the fake handoff. Looks over the middle, and it is complete and incomplete. In and out of the hands of the intended receiver. Nate Stark coming, bearing down on Badalak. Made him get rid of that maybe a bit sooner than he wanted. Ryan Gear couldn't come up with the pass, so it's fourth down, eight yards to go from the 48-yard line of the Spartans, and the Rockets will go for it. They have got two timeouts. Remember, the Spartans have all three of their timeouts remaining. Fourth down, but the Spartans are going to get the opening kickoff of the second half. Dropping back on fourth and eight is Betalak. Betalak's going to run it up the middle. He's got a lot of green. He's going to pick up the first down inside the 40 to the 35 and run out of bounds inside the 30 to the 28-yard line for a gain of 20. They missed a hold on Nate Stark there. That uh, He was coming around the edge. The offensive lineman kind of grabbed his jersey and, and spun him. Uh, somehow they missed that. So the ball is at the 28-yard line, first and 10 for McNicholas. Dropping straight back is Betalak. He's going to throw it out to the right side. It is complete to Dolan up the right side. Dolan will catch it, step out of bounds at the 23-yard line. That's going to be a gain of five, bring up second and five. Defense has to, to get stout here and try to keep guys in bounds. Nice interview coming up at halftime with Rob. So join us then. Just keep it right here for second half action. Dropping back Betalak again. Same play out to the right-hand side. Complete again to Dolan. This time for six yards on a first down inside the 17-yard line. Gain of six. First down Rockets. Six-yard out is one of the easiest plays in football if you don't come up and bump that receiver. Uh, way too much of a cushion. you got to come up and tighten up that coverage and uh, keep him from just releasing off the line that freely. Dolan is out to the right. Now Kellerman comes out wide to the left-hand side. Dropping back. Off the play action is Betalak. He's going to roll out to the left as the pocket collapses. More room inside the 15 to the 10. It's going to be pushed out of bounds inside the 10 at the 8. And that is a poor, poor flag. He was inbound. He was inbounds when he got pushed out of bounds. And it will be a penalty against the Spartans. And it looks like Kappel is down on the side. Not sure if he ran into somebody on the sideline on this near side or not, but he is face down on the right side. But an unnecessary roughness penalty is going to be called against the Spartans, so that's embarrassing for these refs. Pathetic. And it will take it down half the distance to the goal line. Ball will be marked at the 8, so it should take him down to about the 4-yard line. But Kappel's still down on the sideline here at the near side at about the 10-yard line. And they are looking him over. Kappel is the one that pushed him out. Now they're checking his lower extremities. And now they're back up trying to find out listening to Kappel, but like we said, he's laying face down on the field. Well, we got an opportunity, football action tomorrow here on Ultimate Sports Talk. Mount St. Joseph's homecoming, they'll take on the Manchester Spartans. 
big first place game in the Heartland Conference. The Lions are three and zero. The Spartans are two and one. So they come into action tomorrow, and this should be a real good game homecoming for the Lions. We'll be on the air at one thirty with the kickoff, twelve thirty with Lion Rewind and the pregame show. All that coming up tomorrow on Ultimate Sports Talk. You know, and Capel being out would really, really put a a challenge to the depth of this team. They, they just don't have the guys tonight, you know, with the flu and the injuries and, and everything else going on. Yeah, they've, they've already, Kiner's out of the ball game. Matter of fact, you see Kiner down on the sideline doing some catcher squats with the ice on his lower back, trying to stretch it, stretch out his lower back or his hamstring, it looks like, Rob. And now you've got Capel down face down on the sideline. And they still haven't seemed to come up with what is wrong with him. We're going to take a timeout right now as we've got a moment. There's 16.3 seconds to go in the ball game. Or excuse me, in the first half of action. Now they've got Capel rolled over and on his back and now they're going to sit him up so we'll keep it right here while they've got him at least sitting up. Was it Capel that pushed... Betalak out of bounds. I, I think it was. It was. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, he, he was in bounds and, and forced well, yeah. him out. But yeah. So he's sitting up now as they are still looking at him. Both the trainers from both schools are taking a look at him. On, and they've got him out of bounds. They've they've got Betalak out of bounds at the nine. They have yet to signalize the penalty, but it'll be unnecessary roughness against. The Spartans, good or bad, and that'll knock the Rockets down half the distance to the goal line, so they'll have it near the four. This is a little bit of a breather that, that Roger Bacon probably needs on defense, and uh, I must say it, it must be reassuring, and, and I know because I've talked to the guys, but when you have an injury and Father Roger Lopez is down there by your side, uh, that's what Roger Bacon's all about. Capels up and walking over to the... Bench of Roger Bacon just about 20 yards away under his own power, and that's good news. But they have taken his helmet away from him, which is never a good sign. Yeah, well, it's interesting because, you know, he, he didn't really have a, a contact of, of any significant source. So I, maybe they picked that flag no, up. No, that, that's why I thought, did they pick it up? I think so. They picked the flag up. Well, after talking about it, they decided not to call the unnecessary roughness. So it is first and goal for the Rockets. Well, second second down and a yard. And Badalak's going to throw it into the end zone. Complete to Kellerman. Touchdown. They just threw the fade, and Kellerman went up and took it right out of the hands of Aiden Baker, who's a junior coming in at DB to help for Zach Kappel while he was injured and so the Rockets went right at him, scored the touchdown and they are down now by 8 21-13 with 11.2 seconds to go in the half and coming in to attempt the extra point will be Liam Dolman check that in is going to be Matthew Pryor and Pryor puts it up and it is no good so we'll keep it right here with 11.2 seconds to go in this first half. And the Spartans now on top of it, 21-13. to 13. And the problem with, with that play on Bacon's defense is when you have a nine yard, you don't really need to turn your back on the receiver, especially when you know there's nowhere for him to go. He's not a burner to begin with. So 
completely misplayed that, turns his back, is unable to even see when the ball's released, and by the time he's able to react, you know, he's celebrating a touchdown. So uh, not a great defensive play, but uh, something to learn from, and uh, they mix extra point, which, which may be a big deal moving into the second half. So Tyler Bullock has got three touchdowns tonight. Royce, Jacob Royce, has got one touchdown, and now Kellerman has got the other touchdown, and we're at 21-13. Lackey is going to drop back, set to return this one, along with Evan Webb. And Tumlin is back there also. Of course, Corey Kiner on the bench right now, trying to stretch out his hamstring or his lower back, whichever it is. And sitting on the bench is Kappel, and Kappel just reached up for his neck. Maybe it was his neck that was injured. So squib kick up the middle. It's going to be taken in by Webb. And Webb kicked it away, but then jumped on it right away at the 30-yard line. Yeah, not not a smart play by Webb. You know, you got to be decisive with it, secure the ball first. Uh, could have been a disaster if he's not able to scoop that back up and putting McNick back in scoring position. So you'll probably see the Spartans just take the victory formation here. They get the ball to open up the second half. And they'll just run out the clock here at the end of the first half. It's 21-13. Roger Bacon on top of it. I'd throw it deep. You would throw it deep? Yeah. So with 6.8 seconds to go, Bullock is just going to go under center. One of the few times you'll see him under center all year. And he's going to take the snap, take a knee, and that'll do it for the end of the first half of action. Good football game so far here from... Penn Station Stadium at McNicholas High School. Your score at the half. It's now Roger Bacon 21 and McNicholas 13. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures and OSHA compliant training. Having challenges on the job site, Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. This Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcast is made possible by Transform U Fitness, Eric Geiger State Farm Insurance, Jake Sweeney Automotive, Ascent Safety Solutions, Game On Sports Bar, RJL Insurance, Stacy Heating and Cooling, and Vonderhart Catering. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcasts on UltimateSportsTalk.com. They are role models and educators. Their work requires a great deal of time and energy for very little pay. Who are these unsung heroes? Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. The simple truth about education-based athletics in Ohio is this. Without a committed team of coaches and administrators, it just wouldn't be possible. School sports, they bring out the best in all of us. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. So, uh, Dave, I had a chance to uh, talk with coach and former teacher Dan Starkey. Uh, everybody over the past 38 years uh, who's been around Roger Bacon has had an opportunity to be affected by Coach Starkey. Of course, he took over in 1997 from uh, Gus Doros uh, for the Roger Bacon football program, able to lead them to the playoffs in back-to-back years with back-to-back GCL titles. Uh, fascinating guy, one of a, a Princeton grad, but a true Roger Bacon Spartan at heart, uh, and an awesome interview that I hope people enjoy. Former Roger Bacon teacher, 
uh, and Roger Bacon coach Dan Starkey. Uh, coach Starkey, thank you for joining us. Uh, I want to jump in. As we know, uh, this is the 20th anniversary of one of the great teams in Roger Bacon history that you were fortunate to be the coach of. Uh, I want to start by talking about that transition. Uh, 1996 with, with Mr. Duros, um, one of my former teachers as well. Uh, four and six, not a great season, but it looks like when you took over in 97, you guys really kind of made the jump uh, with one of those great teams. Uh, tell us about taking that team over uh, and how you sparked them uh, in that 97 season. Well, I was very fortunate that uh, we had some tremendous athletes back then. And, uh, you know, Sam Merkel was our quarterback, and he's one of the best leaders that I've coached in my career. And uh, so, uh, you know, it started kind of with uh, him and, and his teammates. Uh, you know, Jared Dean, uh, at one point I had a reporter ask me the same question, you know, how I got things turned around. And uh, I gave him the uh, answer that, I gave Jared Dean the ball about uh, 30, 35 times a game, and he made me a pretty good coach. So, I mean, there were a lot of really good kids on that team. And, uh, you know, Dan Endress, Adam Krimmelmeyer, uh, Sam, uh, Luke Miller was a captain. So there had a tremendous group of offensive linemen, uh, you know, some great leaders on the team. And uh, it was a good senior class, too. So, um, you know, I don't know how much coaching it was. I think it was a matter of, Having a good group of assistant coaches, uh, Darren Chenault was a defensive coordinator, did a tremendous job. Uh, John C., a former Roger Bacon great, was the offensive coordinator, did a tremendous job. So I think it was just an all-around uh, group of guys from Roger Bacon that wanted to win. Yeah, that 97 team, uh, a very, very strong 8-2 and two finish. And then the first playoff win in, in Roger Bacon history with a big win over Mason, uh, tell us a little bit about your memories of uh, being able to deliver that victory to Roger Bacon. Well, it was just a, a tremendous game. We played up at Dayton Welcome Stadium, and uh, a tribute to Roger Bacon High School, there was just a tremendous crowd. I remember our side, we were the home team in that game, and I remember our side just being packed. And, uh, um, yeah, they scored on their first offensive play of the game. They ran about 80 yards for a touchdown, and uh, I said, uh-oh, what did we get ourselves into? But uh, – we came back and uh, we we ended up winning that game. Um, yeah, I can't remember what the score. I think it was like thirty-two to seven, something like that. But uh, um, one one of the neat memories for me as an individual was the fact that my son scored a touchdown in that game. So um, you know, it's one of his claims to fame is that he scored a touchdown in uh, Roger Bacon's first playoff game. But again, it was one of those things where uh, uh, Jared Dean and Brandon Barnes, who was our fullback. Uh, you know, we just put the team on their shoulders, and they kind of carried us. So it, it was a neat experience being the first playoff game and the first playoff win. But uh, more importantly, just I, I can remember how happy the kids were on the bus ride home that they had accomplished such a great accomplishment for Roger Bacon. Yeah, and then uh, you turn around in 1998, maybe with uh, an even better team, uh, another 8-2 and two record. Again, you fall, you fall short against Lebanon. Uh, much like 97, uh, but tell us about that 98 team, which uh, is now 20 years out from a, another GCL title. Well, again, that was another great group of kids. Uh, you know, some kids that have become great coaches. You know, Joe Clements is a, a head coach. Uh, uh, again, Sam was a two-year captain for us. Uh, you know, Jared Dean was a captain. Uh, Naeem My- Miles ran the ball a lot for us. Uh, Dominic Puelli was a big lineman. Uh, so we had, again, we had another great group of captains. We had great leadership. 
um, you know, we got the season started off with Vermont Healthy and uh, uh, Winton Woods, and uh, um, and just it just went from there. And um, you know, Lebanon was state champions that year, and uh, you know we got pounced pretty good in the playoffs. But again, it was another season that uh, we had great leadership. Uh, you know, the the kids in the preseason in the weight room in the summer they they uh, said they were going to be the second team to make the playoffs and kept uh, true with their promise so um, again it was uh, you know they were co-champions with Hamilton Baden and uh, uh, you know, we, we kind of uh, jinxed by Purcell the first couple years of my head coaching uh, uh, reign uh, they beat us both years that uh, we were GCL champions but uh, um the thing I remember from it is just the great leadership that we have from the kids. And I think that's something you see today at Roger Bacon. Um, the kids who are on the football teams, the volleyball teams, uh, there's just great leadership from those kids. And I think that's a tribute to the parents and to the administration and, and the teachers at Roger Bacon. Uh, so i got to ask you for, on a personal note, because I'm friends with Joe Clements. Uh, and him and I have talked quite a bit specifically about those Kettering Ultra games over those two years, uh, including one that, that was in a rainstorm down at, at RB Stadium. Uh, and I've got to ask any memories you have of what was a, a heated rivalry back then and, and games Roger Bacon came out ahead on. Well, I remember uh, the first game of my the first game against Kettering Alter, uh my first year as a head coach. It was the fourth game of the season, and. Uh, we were coming off wins over Mount Healthy, Wyoming, and Winton Woods, and I remember thinking, you know, this could be a special team, and we'll see if we are, are a decent team because Alford's coming to town, and uh, we end up winning that game 21 to 14, and uh, um, it just was a, a great a, a great win for the Roger Bacon community. And then the next year, I think the rainstorm game was. Um, uh, we ended up winning like 31 to 20, and. Uh, um, you know, it was just a game where uh, I, I don't remember a whole lot about it, but I just remember thinking, man, we're beating Kettering Alter 31 to 20. I said, I, this this is a pretty good football team. So, uh, um, again, I, again, I attribute our success in those two years to the leadership that we had, not only from the captains, but from, you know, kids like uh, uh, Joe Clements and, uh, you know, the, the Krimmelmeyers and, uh, you know, uh, little um, – um, Adam Stegman, who was about five foot four, 120 pounds, the kids voted him as a captain of the team, and and that was in the '97 team. And he just he, he typified the Roger Bacon spirit that you know you didn't have to be six foot four and 250 pounds to be good. You just had to have heart, and and uh, that that's the one thing I I think as I watched Roger Bacon uh, uh, last week and. Uh, um, and in the Baden game, just how much heart they had. And so I, I think that's something you to see in a lot of the Roger Bacon sports. Uh, it's just, you know, the kids are just bread and butter type kids who, who want to be successful and aren't afraid to pay a price. So, um, but it, it, seeing how the fact that you were friends with Joe Clements, he, he was just, uh, a phenomenal football player. He was a player that you could build your defense around. And, you know, as he grew, I was hoping he would go into coaching because I, I knew that he would be a great coach. And, uh, um, you know, he, he's done a great job for, uh, for, uh, Roger Bacon. And, 
and hopefully his career takes off at that Clark Montessori. Uh, speaking of, of the coaching tree, uh, you have been around Mike Blount for a long time uh, as a teacher and as a coach. Uh, tell me what you saw in him early on that, that might make you believe he was going to one day turn out to be the head coach of Roger Bacon. Well, you know, he was uh, one of these guys that uh, he knew the game. You know, you could tell uh, you know, he was a St. Gabriel boy. I was a St. Gabriel boy myself. And, uh, you know, he was one of those kids that even when he was a kid, he knew the game of football. And as a player, he knew the game very well. And uh, he started out on Coach Doris's staff, and uh, he was a freshman coach. He was, And you could see that he had it in him. And uh, later on, he, uh, he went to Oak Hills and North College Hill and, Wherever he went, they were successful. So, um, you, you know, I think that uh, given time that he's going to get Roger Bacon going in the right direction. I mean, the, the last couple games, uh, the Baden game and the Chaminade game, you know, with a break here and a break there, they've got two big wins and they're headed to GCL champion, you know, to a championship. But, uh, you know, I just think that uh, he's done a, a fabulous job with, uh, um, with the kids that are there. And then I, I think... You can judge a coach not only by wins and losses, but um, what type of people that he brings into the program and what are they like when they graduate. And you can tell that he has a first-class program. He's a first-class coach. And, uh, you know, I think in the next couple of years, you're going to see really good things from Roger Bacon. Uh, so as a Princeton guy, uh, but a, one of the legends of Roger Bacon as a teacher and a coach, uh, it's a special place. Uh, I'm an alum, so I'm a little bit biased. But uh, I always like to hear from people who have been on the inside uh, and maybe have come from different backgrounds on just how unique and special Roger Bacon really is. So if you don't mind sharing a few thoughts on that, uh, I'd be greatly appreciative. Well, if, I, if someone had told me when I was in high school that I was going to teach and coach at Roger Bacon for 38 years, I would have considered it uh, a blessing and I, I would have jumped at the opportunity and uh, when I graduated from college, I, uh, my wife and I came back to Cincinnati. And I was going to attend Xavier uh, and get my master's and then look for a job later. And uh, Jack Lear uh, offered me a job as a freshman football coach, and uh, I jumped at the chance. My brother Bob taught, from, uh, taught at Roger Bacon from 1974 to 1984. So he was on Coach Lear's staff, and they had an opening, and he recommended me. And uh I guess Coach Mancuso gave me a little recommendation, and um, so uh, here I was, 38 years later, retired, Roger Bacon. But uh, it, it was a tremendous blessing just to have worked for Father John Bach and Father Jim Bach and Roger Bossy and th- just all the guys that uh, the teachers, Jim Urig and Bill Carey, uh, Jack Butt, you know, all the all the names that are legends at Roger Bacon. Uh, it, it was just a, a tremendous experience, and. Uh, I, I just feel blessed to have uh, had the opportunity to teach at Roger Bacon. Um, Roger Bacon is a special high school, and um, I, I always, in fact, I have a Roger Bacon sign in my front yard right now uh, for their open house, and uh, I would encourage any kid, any parent to take a good look at Roger Bacon, um, not only because it's a tremendous high school, but the Franciscans who uh, run Roger Bacon do just a, such a tremendous job of uh educating kids not only um, um, in math and science, but religion and, and, and being a part of the community are a big part of that also. Yep, so uh, just one more question then. In a school with the stature uh, that Bacon has, a coach 
uh, like Bram Basevich that, that kind of lives over that place. Uh, how does it feel 20 years later to still be remembered as being one of the great teams uh, and really legendary coaches in the, the history of Roger Bacon? Uh, again, I, I just feel blessed that, uh, you know, Rob, that uh, have, having been there, have been a wrestling coach for 20-some years, and, uh, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to coach baseball with Coach uh, Tom Robel for, for a while, and um, he, you know, he was the assistant wrestling coach, and, um, you know, it's just so many great memories. Both of my children went to Roger Bacon, and uh, just memories from that. It's just, uh, you know, as I look back on my career, I just feel so blessed to uh found myself in a place where, uh, uh, you know, education and, and, uh, comradeship and, uh, and the different, uh, uh, areas that, uh, you know, the comradeship between the, the teachers and the kids and, and, and don't, I don't, I wouldn't, wouldn't let anybody fool you. I think the kids that go to Roger Bacon are the strength of Roger Bacon, just the way they bond together. And I know my kids, um, kids that they graduated, with are still their best friends. They see them on a regular basis. So there's a bond that you that's formed at Roger Bacon between the administration and the teachers and the, the students. That is an unbreakable bond. So you know, like I said, I, I the first high school that I would recommend the kids from. Uh, I'm on the school board at John Paul too, and you know, I always tell those kids, you know, let's look at Roger Bacon first. Now there's a, it's a special place and. Uh, you know, it's, it's a community where you'll feel a, a, a big part of the community. You won't get lost in the shuffle. And uh, so I, I don't know if I answered your question very well, but, you know, Roger Bacon is just such a, such a special place in my family's heart, in my heart. And uh, um, just, I, I think, in the heart of anybody that had, was fortunate enough to go to Roger Bacon. Well, I appreciate it uh, on behalf of the many alumni who were fortunate to have been blessed to either be in one of your classrooms uh, or one of your teams. Uh, we certainly are grateful that you spent that time there at Bacon and had such a great influence on us. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, I, like I said, the strength of Roger Bacon are guys like you and uh, a lot of the guys that give back to Roger Bacon. Uh, you know, our alumni, the Roger Bacon alumni, are legendary in Cincinnati for their support of Roger Bacon. So, uh, uh, again, it's a blessing to have known all the kids that I taught, and uh, and I appreciate you calling and asking me these questions. It brings back a lot of great memories. Well, it's my pleasure. Uh, thank you again, and congratulations on uh, the anniversary of this great team uh, uh, and really a Hall of Fame career at Roger Bacon. Okay, thanks a lot, Rob. I appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Rob, what's your favorite Dan Starkey memory? Uh, well, it's complicated because I, I don't know that I can point to a moment. Uh, what I can point to is years and years that I've known the man, that he's been a, a positive influence on the kids he taught and the kids that he coached. Uh, he's just a, a heck of a guy who, who's always doing the right thing and showing kids how to do the right thing. He coached a lot of different sports, like he said, from wrestling to baseball to football. Uh, he taught a lot of classes and a lot of generations. 38 years is a long time, right? You see multiple generations of families come through Roger Bacon over that period who he touched uh, and now when we do the Legends programs on, on a Friday night he's always sure to come back if one of his former players is being honored and shake their hand and let them know how proud he is of them of how they turned out and of course he is a large reason why so many of those guys who he coached went on to such great success in the real world so your score here at halftime 21-13 
Roger Bacon on top of it on a nice Friday evening for football. I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenball. We'll be back with more. Take a look at the stat story of the first half after this. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Ohio's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Rob, this game may end up being a war of attrition. It may be. You know, I think this first drive coming out of the gate is really significant for Roger Bacon. You know, they gave up the late touchdown in the second half, which had a couple big plays. You know, they had them at third and long at one point, and Badalak makes a run, uh, a scramble, and is able to pick up the first down, and then they, they dink and dunk their way for the touchdown. Uh, Bacon is wiped out. They had a really long week. They're tired. If they can come out here in the first drive, especially minus Kiner, and, and put together, you know, a good six or seven minute drive, put a touchdown in and go up um, by 15, that would go well as far as that maybe carrying over to a victory. You were right earlier. This is the Tyler Bullock show tonight with Corey Kiner sitting on the bench. Uh, Bullock has rushed the football six times here this evening for 22 yards on the evening. Corey Kiner, before he left, he had six carries also, also for 21 yards. Evan Webb, a couple of carries just for four yards. And Fred Greer snuck into the back backfield. He's got two carries for six yards here tonight. Bullock, 9 of 13 on the night passing for 149 yards. His longest was 43 yards. Zach Coleman and Rennell Lackey have each caught three passes. Brandon Tumlin has caught two. Luke Bird one in the ball game. Now as far as McNicholas is concerned, Clay Badelak is their leading rusher. Four carries, 37 yards tonight. Jacob Royce, 13 carries, just 24 yards. Badelak passing is... 13 of 22 on the night with one interception, one touchdown pass for 157 yards. But Bryce Kellerman has pulled down six catches here tonight for 123 yards, Rob. The Spartans are going to have to do a little bit better spying on him uh, to keep him out of the offense. It looks like if you could shut him down, you could shut down this Rockets offense. That's key, right? And one of those things they have to do there is actually come up and bump him a little bit, maybe get some press coverage, maybe drop a safety over the back. He's the favorite target. He's a guy who's who's really just running short routes, but when you go home off the line untouched and you're that big, you're, you're a wide-open target, got to come up and, and put your hands on him and get physical with him to, to kind of disrupt those routes. 21-13, your score. Roger Bacon up on top of it by 8 here at halftime. They'll get the ball to open up the second half. I'm Dave Mitchell with Rob Rickenbaugh. The second half is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. If I play sports for my school, I'll learn how to be part of a team. I will have more friends. I will be active now and when I'm a grown-up. I will learn how to work hard. I'll have better attendance. 
I'll learn how to overcome adversity. I'll be more likely to go to college. I will learn how to get along with others. If I play sports for my school. If I play sports for my school. If I play sports for my school. I must learn to be a good student during school if I want to throw on my uniform after school. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site? Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. This Roger Bacon Spartans High School football broadcast is made possible by Ed Noen McLeod, Attorneys, The Substation 2 in Florence, Jason Regelsberger, State Farm Insurance, The Lucky Turtle, T-Spot, Window Tint and Audio, Pioneer Auto Service, Borgman Athletics, and Sunday's Pub. Please let these sponsors know you heard their name on Roger Bacon Spartans High School broadcast on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, the trip to the playoffs has another 24 minutes here in it, Rob, and the Spartans are going to have to hang on to this eight-point lead and then run the table and hope for a big win at the end of the year between Alter and Chaminade in order to try to make the tournament. Yep, but, you know, like you mentioned, the key tonight to, to kind of hold on to this, looks like Connor may give it a go. Here in the second half, at least making the motions like he's going to give it a go. So, you know, that could be a big deal as far as them being able to, to maybe come home with this one, worry about next week a very tough game against Carroll, and then, of course, maybe, you know, get lucky with a break or two against Fenwick and hope that Alter takes care of business. I'm, I'm not going to question Mike Blout, but in this situation, I think if I didn't have to play Corey, I don't think I would. Well, you know, some of that's Corey, you know, wants to play, and he's a tough kid. I've seen him bounce back from worse. Uh, you know, Indian Hill last year, he looked like he went down with a, with a big ankle sprain and actually came back in and played well before uh, leaving the game again. Of course, then missed the McNick game, but uh, Corey not out of here on return game right now. We'll see what happens. So Matt Pryor will kick it off. He's going to squib kick it. It's an onside kick, and McNicholas has recovered. So the Rockets surprise the Spartans with a... Onside kick, and they take it in right at midfield for first and ten. Yep, and completely caught Roger Bacon off guard with that play there. Uh, clearly, you know, bounces off the front line. Ricochets right back, able to pick it up. So uh, the pressure's on the defense here from the get-go. So instead of having the football to open up the second half, McNick will have it right at midfield, first and ten. They are down by eight. So the Rockets rolling the dice to start out this second half of action. Badalak is going to throw the ball out on the right flat, and it was tipped at the line of scrimmage. Ended up behind the intended receiver, Dolan, but it was tipped at the line of scrimmage and fell incomplete. Yeah, able to get a hand up on that and knock it away just a little bit. But again, it would behoove Bacon a little bit to come up and make some contact with the receivers just to break up those routes. I think we could get some pressure. We just need to to delay that route a little bit. 
Clark slot left. Kellerman wide left off of handoff. Goes right up the middle to Royce. Royce breaks a couple of tackles inside the 45 down to the 41-yard line. And he's going to be short of the first down by about a half yard. Yeah, Dylan Polk, who's in there on the, the defensive line getting some rotation, just unable to bring him down there. And again, some of this is uh, just the lack of depth. So it brings up third down and a yard to go for a first down for the Rockets. They hand it off to Royce behind right guard. He's got the first down, or it looked like he had it, and then got pushed back by about five or six Spartans. They're going to mark him just shy of the 40, and that will give him the first down. Well, let's see. Are they going to give it to him? No, they're not going to give it to him. They're going to say he is just shy of the 40, and... They're not going to bring in the sticks. I'm not sure they marked that ball correctly, Rob, or at least the sticks, because he was just shy of the 50 when they took it over. Odd call. Yeah. Here, though. Fourth down, Golden, or fourth down, and less than the length of a football, and now McNicholas is going to take a timeout. We're going to keep it right here. When they got that onside kick, Rob, it was just on their side of the 50-yard line. About a football length. Well, right now the ball is sitting a football length away from the 40-yard line. It almost looks like the the yard markers are not correct in the way that they spotted the football initially. I, I think that actually should have been a first down for the Rockets. Well, it's hard to say. And if you go back to the first half, the way they studied Roger Bacon's fourth down and one, you know, and fourth and inches, whatever it ended up being, you know, they... they they took about three minutes to, to measure and be very particular where the ball was. They haven't even measured this. They're just, eh, again, it's, it's a close enough scenario. Yeah, it's it's just shy of the 40-yard line, probably about four or five inches. It's directly across from us right now. But McNicholas using their first timeout of the second half. They want to make sure that they've got the right play drawn up on this fourth down and less than a foot. Now they break the huddle and come out to the line of scrimmage. By the way, McNicholas going from right to left across your computer screen. Vedelak is going to go out of the pistol. He's got Royce right behind him in the I formation out of the pistol. And now a flag is thrown by the umpire, and it's a legal procedure called against McNicholas. They jumped on the line. I still expect him to go for it here, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Badalak kind of keep it. You know, he's going to catch it, fake a pass, delay for a second, and then try to take it up the middle or, or to the outside off tackle. Boy, Mike Orlando over on the other side. Now they're going to bring in the punting unit, and they're going to punt the football away, or at least it looks like they are because Badalak, who's the quarterback, is dropping back to punt the football. So a fourth down, five yards to go. Tumlin is back set to return for the Spartans back at about his own 20-yard line. Badalak is going to rugby kick it, and he gets a low skinner kick that bounces off of Blout, and it looks like McNicholas may have come up with the football, and they did. Boy, that thing was just blown up right at the very beginning. Badalak, the punter, got the snap. Looked like he was going to try to run for it, then saw that it was closed off, put in a rugby punt, and it skirted across the ground, and Blout had no alternative. It just bounced right up into him. Just and a, 
a game of mental mistakes again for Roger Bacon. You know, what a difference. Second year in a row, Corey Kiner, not a factor in a game. and You can't help but think what a difference he'd make. But still, those mental mistakes are just killers from the onside kick to, the, to that play. Clark slot left. Kellerman wide left. And Badelak is going to throw the ball out to the right-hand side. And it is complete. Luke Haven Street picked up the, that pass. And... Now they'll say it was Hank Veneman. Veneman, number three, caught the pass. That was a nice diving catch by Veneman for six yards and a first down. Big, big plays here. We need, we need a big play by this defense. McNicholas has come up with two big plays to start this second half. Spartans need at least one. Fake handoff. Badalak throws it out the left-hand side. Complete on the slant into Kellerman. And Kellerman took about three steps and then got the ball knocked out of his hands but never did control it incomplete. And again, he's a big kid. He's not particularly fast. But when you let a kid that size release off the line with no disruption, uh, he only needs a couple yards, and he's open, right? He's 6'4". got to come up and bump that kid and disrupt it. So third down, five yards to go for the Rockets from the Spartans' 22. Badalak wanted to throw a shovel pass. Now he's going to run it up the middle because the Spartan defense shut it down. He'll take it to the 21-yard line, gain of a yard. It's fourth down and three. I imagine they'll go for it here. You know, I was watching their kicker practice at halftime, and, and he's not making it from here. So I would imagine uh, we'll see Badalak again uh, with a similar play, something that, that looks like a quarterback keeper. So it's fourth down, a long three, maybe a short four. Badalak with Royce to the right. Now Royce shifts over to the left-hand side out of the pistol. Receivers out wide on both sides. Kellerman to the left, and Badalak's going to look towards Kellerman. Can't find him. Now throws it out to the right-hand side. Incomplete. Tried to go to Clark. Overthrew him. Incomplete, and the Spartans' defense holds. They'll take it over first and 10 at their own 18-yard line. Uh, good play there. Got pressure on him that time. Uh, able to, to move through his progressions, but rushes the throw to the outside. Ends up, had he caught it out of bounds, but um, good play by the defense. Now it's on the offense to do something. So the Spartans will take it over, and they will have it not at the 18. They're actually going to have it right at the 21-yard line in their own territory. And Kiner is back into the ballgame. He's in the backfield, and the handoff comes on the jet to Tumlin around the near side across the 20 and bumped out of bounds near the 25-yard line. Gain of four on the play for Tumlin. Yeah, like we said, getting the ball into Tumlin's hands, uh, one of your other playmakers and most exciting athletes, is probably the wise decision in the second half. Kiner in the backfield. He had only six carries, 21 yards in the first half before he left. Second down, call it four yards to go after a six-yard gain. Hand off to Kiner. Kiner around the left-hand side, running wide. He's got the first down across the 30 to the 35, and he's going to slip and fall down at the 36-yard line. That looked odd, Rob. I mean, he he's just not kinda, himself. Yeah, he dropped. Almost like he was afraid to plant. And he just dropped right at the 36-yard line. That was a gain of six on the carry. Kiner to the left of Bullock out of the pistol formation. Receivers split on both sides. Bullock's going to throw it out to the right flat, complete to Lackey. Lackey at the 35. He's going to be foot tackled at about the 38-yard line by Hank Venom in the right corner. Now Kiner's going to come out of the ball game, and Webb is checking back in. No, check out Freddie Greer. Greer's into the ball game at running back. Yeah, Kiner's not himself. 
Trips out to the far side. Greer lines up to the left of Bullock. Coleman is out wide right ball on the near hash mark. Bullock's going to take the snap. Drop straight back. Looks up the middle. Now he's going to run it. Across the 40, out to the 45. He's going to be thrown forward at about the 48-yard line. Gain of 12 for Tyler. And a first down for the Spartans. You know, it's interesting because we've seen him so tentative so many times throughout the season. Uh, and even early in this game, he, he looks very authoritative, authoritative here in this uh, second half, here in the game in general, but certainly in the second half, you know, playing smart football. 8.09 left to go in this third quarter. 21-13 your score. Trips out to the far side. Tumlin, Lackey, and Coleman. And Coleman... Or, excuse me, that's going to be Bird, and Bird out on the right-hand side. Has the pass hit him right in the hands and bounces off incomplete. Yep, worried about making the play before bringing the ball in. Kiner back into the ballgame, a running back. Greer will leave. Second down, 10 yards to go from their own 48 are the Spartans. Coleman out wide to the left. Lackey comes out. He's going to line up slot right, Bird wide right. Tumlin out to the left-hand side in the slot. Now moving in motion to the far side is Lackey. And the pitch out comes around the left-hand side to Kiner. Kiner trying to follow his blocks. Now comes around to the back side, to the near side. He's got a pickup of 50 down to the 45-yard line, and he throws a forearm stiff arm right into one of the McNicholas defenders near the 43-yard line of McNicholas territory. Corey picks up nine. And it will be third down on the play. We saw a similar play last week where Corey reverses field and takes it for a touchdown. Just unable to have explosion there. You wonder what's going on. And uh, if he's okay, certainly not moving like the Corey we're used to. Greer is back into the ball game now on third down and a yard for the Spartans from the 43 of McNick. Bullock is going to fake a handoff, keep it himself. He's going to run it right up the middle. He got back to the line of scrimmage. He's nowhere near a first down. He's shy by about a yard. Ball is going to be placed down at the 43, and Bullock needed to get to the 42. So the Spartans will go for it on fourth down. Bullock's going to keep it under center. Bullock dropped the center, fumbled the football, and it's picked up by McNicholas right at the line of scrimmage. That's one of those plays that the Spartans were just trying to hurry up and get something going quickly. And Bullock never had a handle on the snap. But realistically, Rob, it doesn't hurt because had they not gotten it, McNicholas would have it in virtually the same position. Yeah, busted play is a busted play, and they'd have the ball right around there. Where they're. I think that play probably has a chance if he takes a clean snap. But uh, if you're going to put him under center, why you do anything but go forward? Yeah. You know, why, why try to run him down that line when... At 230 pounds with a yard to go, you hand it to him and say go. 7.18 to go in the third quarter. Spartans still lead it by eight. It's going to be the third possession of the second half by McNicholas. Betalak, the quarterback, with Royce to the left of him out of the pistol. He's going to drop straight back under a blitz. Throws it out to the left-hand side. Incomplete. Can't handle it. And again, he, he also is hearing footsteps before he brings that ball in and secures it. Ryan Gear let it go right through his hands, incomplete on the near sideline. Second down, 10 yards to go from the 43 of McNicholas. Kellerman is going to go out slot right now. They've got trips out to the right-hand side. Clark and Kellerman are in the slot. 
Dolan out wide to the right-hand side. Badalak, fake handoff. He's going to come around right up the middle across the 45. Skips a couple of tackles. Gets out to the 49-yard line. That'll be a gain of six, maybe seven on the carry. And it brings up third and three. Yeah, and again, blown there. that He shouldn't be able to, to kind of sneak that through there that patiently. Uh, again, the, Roger Bacon just a little bit worn down. Kellerman now comes out to the near side. Ryan Gear is going to line up wing right. Clark and Dolan are out to the right-hand side. Badalak with Royce to his right. Third and three. Drops straight back. Throws over the middle. Intercepted again. And he's going to be off to the races. Nate Stark. Nate Stark is going to take it in all the way for the score. His second interception of the night. The first one he almost took back. This one he does. And the Spartans now lead at 27-13. You know, you need a play from one of your senior captains. And Nate Stark comes through for the second time tonight to not only get the pick, but take it to the house. And there was nobody in front of Nate when he intercepted that pass. And he was gone. 45-yard interception return. And... Start with his first defensive touchdown of the year. Spartans lead it by 14, 6.28 left to go in the third quarter. Bird comes in to attempt the extra point, puts that one high, up, and no good wide left. So after we praise him, then he misses one. <laughs> 6.28 to go in this third quarter, your score for McNicholas. It's Roger Bacon 27, the Rockets 13. Think about your home. What do you see? Do you just see two stories or the stories of your toddler's first steps? <laughs> now think about your car. Do you see an odometer reading or your kids reading in the back seat? Other insurance companies just see a house. They just see a car. But a state farm agent sees what your home and your car really mean to you. So why not give them the protection they deserve? Call agent Eric Geiger at 513-574-0321. White Oaks Favorite Sports Bar. The game on Bar and Grill is even better. Come check out the UC and Xavier games with $12 buckets ready to go. Daily drink specials and open for lunch and dinner with great food and great service. The game on Sports Bar and Grill is your place for the entire family. With plenty of TVs to watch all the games and fun for all. Follow us on Facebook at Game On! Exclamation point to check out all the latest specials. After the Roger Bacon game, head to the Game On! Sports Bar and Grill at 5880 Cheviot Road in White Oaks. So Luke Bird will squib it upfield, and it is going to hang along the right side and then go out of bounds. So the squib kick will give the football back to McNicholas near their own 30-yard line. Rob, you made a good point during the break. Yeah, same same exact play I think that Stark picked off last time. They try to sneak that guy out there into the flat. Nate Stark doesn't bite. He watches the quarterback's eyes, who looks out there the, the whole time. And uh, when he lofts that out there, Stark is there to, to pick it up again. Almost took the last one to the house. This time he's got enough room uh, to do just that and, and put us up an, another touchdown. So a great play by Nate Stark has given the Spartans a 14-point lead, 27-13. to They'll put the ball right at the 35-yard line after that penalty against Roger Bacon for kicking it out of bounds. And McNick going from right to left across your computer screen. Badalak, fake handoff, rolls out to the right. He's going to throw it on the run, and it is complete up the right side at midfield. Inside the 45 and diving forward near the 41-yard line is Kellerman with that reception. Boy, he's a load. 
He is, and I think the hardest play to stop in football is when you get a receiver of that size rolling across the middle and then you send that quarterback rolling out of the pocket and they can match up like that, you know, unobstructed. It's just pitch and catch. Royce to the right of the quarterback, Betalak. Royce is going to get the handoff right up the middle near the 40-yard line. Spins forward inside the 40, down near the 39-yard line. You know, I've been watching Division Three football. I like Kellerman. I like his size, but his speed is what's going to hurt him at the next level. Yeah, unless he moves to a tight end position or something where, uh, you know, it's 6'4 and only 200 pounds. He's probably got room for another 40 or 50 pounds yeah. under the right program. So... A gain of about a yard and a half. Kellerman's going to come out to the left-hand side, out of the wing formation, pistol, dropping back, Betalak. Betalak under a heavy rush, and he's just going to throw the ball into the turf. Incomplete. There was a receiver out there. It looked like Dolan was in the same area code, but very close to being out of it. Yeah, and, and you know, Kellerman is, is exactly the kind of athlete that you know Brian Kelly likes to turn into like a defensive lineman, like a J.J. Watt who was a tight end in high school and a tight end at Central Michigan. Receivers out wide on both sides. Kellerman on the left-hand side. Betalak, heavy rush, throws it out to the right. Complete. Nice catch by Gear, and Gear is going to be grabbed up around the shoulder pads and drug out of bounds at the 25. That's going to be a gain of about six on the play to bring up third down three. Crossing route. Hard to stop, and when you don't obstruct that receiver coming off the line it's easy for him to get across the middle behind those linebackers so it's fourth down excuse me fourth down about four yards to go from where they spotted it at the Roger Bacon 35 Badalak looks to his right now rolls to the left throws it over the middle to Kellerman over his head incomplete Kellerman begging for a flag he says he was held on the right hand but Aiden Baker got away with it from his DB position, and the Spartans will take it over on downs. It was hard to see because he kind of went up like a basketball player to kind of one-hand it. Yeah. I think, you know, you rarely go up with two if you're trying to get max height, and so uh, unable to, to kind of corral that one in. So Corey Kiner will come in with Tyler Bullock to run the offense, and you could just tell that Corey is just not himself. And Corey, matter of fact, is they're going to go with an empty backfield. Corey's going to go out slot left they have got three receivers to the near side two out to the far side Bullock empty backfield drops back on first and ten throws it out to the right side to Bird complete and he is drilled immediately at the 32 for a loss of two going to the well too many times with those little outside screens uh, maybe time to, to kind of pump and go on one of those but McNick jumped that one so Bird again, same formation, out wide to the left, Kiner slot left. Trips to the near side, out of the shotgun. Dropping back is Bullock. They're going to throw it out to this side, this time to Tumlin. Tumlin complete at the 30, picks up a block to the 35-40, and he's going to be thrown out of bounds across the 40, near the 42. Boy, that could have easily been flagged. The official's hat is off, which normally means somebody was out of bounds, or he threw a flag and then... It's going to be holding against the Spartans. You know, it's interesting. I know horse collar tackles get penalties, but headlocks seem to be a natural. <laughs> it's, uh, There's been a lot of debate this week. I don't know if you've seen it, Rob, where the NFL players are starting to get upset over the fact that the running backs are able to put their helmets, the crown of their helmets, into the defenders, and the defenders aren't allowed to do the same thing. 
Melvin Hunt did it, or Kareem Hunt, excuse me, for uh, Kansas City earlier this week, and then the running back for New England did it against Indianapolis last night, and no penalties were called. So I, I know what you're saying. It depends on who does it, I guess. Bullock is going to keep it himself out of the shotgun. And Bullock is going to be tied up and brought down at the 24, sorry. No, that's okay. I think some of that's about, you know, velocity, right? And, and if you have a, a safety that's bearing down and can launch himself at someone versus a running back who's at a standstill and maybe able to put a hat across someone to get a block in. So the ball at the 24-yard line. And it brings up third down, and the Spartans need about 20. Kiner is going to line up back in the backfield. Do something safe here and keep the clock churning. Clock at 4.05. Bullock drops straight back. He's going to roll out to the right now as the pocket collapses. He gets hit as he's thrown. It's a duck up the field, and it's going to be bounced away and incomplete. Boy, two McNicholas players were right there to intercept the ball, and they collided. And Tumlin was there. If Tumlin would have come down with that ball, Rob, he'd have been gone. Yeah, but that was an absolutely horrible decision. By Tyler Bullock. You know, he's had a great game at that, trying to maybe do too much and rolling out to uh, his right side, unable to get enough on that ball to, to kind of get it clear. McNick should have picked that off. Andrew Clark is going to be back set to return this punt. Luke Bird will punt it away. Bird on the year, averaging 32 yards a punt. Good snap. Bird's going to get the punt away under a heavy rush. High end-over-end kick. It's returnable, but Clark's going to let it bounce. It's going to take a Roger Bacon bounce inside the 40. It'll be downed at the 30-yard line. That's a 46-yard punt. No return. McNick will have the ball at their own 30-yard line. 3.45 left to go in the third. It's 27-13. Roger Bacon. It's safe timber at Jake Sweeney Chevrolet Tri-County. Find new roads with Equinox and save up to $5,000. Including our lifetime mechanical protection. We're leading the way at Jake Sweeney Chevrolet. Need your car fixed and have no idea where to go? Stay local. Take your vehicle to Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive in Green Hills on 48 Eswin Street. Matt's customers like their prompt, reliable service at a price you can afford. In fact, most customers refer Matt Vollmer at Pioneer Automotive to their friends and family. Simply put, he runs his business the way all auto service centers should be, with integrity. Pioneer Automotive, they get the job done right. Pioneer Automotive, located at 48 Eswin Street. Call them at 513-851-5131. Well, while you're away, Betalak threw the ball up the right-hand side. He's got a receiver up the field near the 50-yard line, and he was all alone inside the 45 down to the 43-yard line. Yeah, and the corner out there has to be disciplined. You know, that quarterback came running. He wasn't even the only guy out there, and he comes up hoping to make a, a play and gets caught with his pants down. Gear with the reception. First down. Now Badalak's going to throw it deep. He's got Kellerman up the left-hand side, and it's knocked away and incomplete on a great defensive play out of the secondary by Baker. Boy, Baker's come in here tonight, Rob, and he's made a name for himself. Well, in that case, he was actually lucky. Um, you know, he didn't get his head turned around again like the touchdown they gave up earlier, but timing-wise, able to get there just in time to break the ball up. So it brings up second down and 10 yards to go for the Rockets. And they've gone deep. Baker's a good athlete, though. He, he's a kid that, that Mike Bout has, has coached for a long time. And Badalak is going to throw it out to the left-hand side, and it is incomplete to Clark. 
Well, you could have easily called a, block, a nice illegal block on McNicholas's Kellerman or hold yeah. out there in the flat, but the ball fell incomplete. Third down and ten. Big play here. So the ball at the 43-yard line of Roger Bacon. McNicholas looking to get back into this one, down by two scores. On third and ten, Badalak drops straight back, looks out to the right. He's got a receiver up the far side. He's got it. Complete. Ten-five touchdown. Is that Gear that caught that ball? Boy, I can't see the number right away. But, yep, Ryan Gear caught the ball, took it in from 43 yards out. And the touchdown for McNicholas has put them right back in the ball game, down 27 to 19. Yeah, and I don't know who is on the the corner out there on that side, but he is clearly in over his head and trying to guard the McNick receivers, uh, getting torched a few times on that drive. So the Rockets will attempt the extra point. Matt Pryor got the ball. The snap goes over the head. Pryor goes back. He's going to pick it up near the 30-yard line, but it doesn't matter. The extra point is no good. 3.15 left to go in the third. It's now 27-19. Roger Bacon over McNicholas. Substation 2 has been bringing Florence the freshest food at the lowest prices since 1981. You've tried the rest. Now come taste the best fresh-sliced sub sandwiches anywhere. Substation 2 was voted the best sub sandwich in Northern Kentucky by Northern Kentucky Magazine in 2016. Let Substation 2 cater your next event. Give them a call at 859-371-9490 or come visit them at 7905 Dream Street in Florence. Substation 2, quality at a price you can afford. Well, next Friday night, Roger Bacon will be at Carroll up in Dayton. We'll be up there with the pregame show at 6 o'clock. Kickoff at 7 is the final year of the GCL for Roger Bacon continues. And we head into week 7 of conference play. 3.15 left to go in this third quarter of action. McNicholas, after missing that extra point, down by 8, 27-19, will kick off. And it looks like it's going to be Lackey back set to return for the... Might be Freddie Greer back there, too. Spartans. Yeah, they're playing very very close to the line of scrimmage. Last time they squibbed it this time. The last time it was an onside kick. It'll be taken in by Freddie Greer. Greer to the 25, to the 30, and Gear is going to be brought down at the 32-yard line. About a 13-yard return for Freddie Greer, and it's first and 10 for the Spartans at their own 33. Big drive for Roger Bacon. they got to put something together here, take some time off the clock, maybe get to the fourth quarter. They can put some points on the board, uh, go a long way, and trying to get out of here with a lucky win. 3.09 remaining to go in this third quarter of action. 27-19, Spartans on top of it. They fell down 7 to nothing, And then they took control of this ball game, but McNicholas not giving up at all. They are 1-5, but not playing like it tonight. Moving in motion as Tumlin to the near side. Bullock's going to throw it to Tumlin off the near side. Gets a good block up the right side to the 35-40. Out to the 45 and spins Great forward play. to the 48-yard line. Now a flag comes in. Boy, you're right, Rob. That was extremely late. It's going to be a hold against the Spartans. Well, I think that, you know, he was down before that flag came out. Uh, some fans down here yelling, and, and maybe the ref heard him because that, that's a really late flag. So the ball will 
instead of being out near the 50. It's going to be back inside the 20-yard line, or near the 20-yard line. They'll spot it at the 22. So it will be first down and about 18 yards to go for a Spartan first down from their own 22. Killing themselves again with uh, another penalty, taking them way back in their territory and putting them in a hole. Can't win football games like that with mental mistakes. Receivers out wide on both sides. They're split. Bullock on the near hash mark with Kiner to his right. Looks over the defense for McNicholas. They're in a 4-3. Bullock looked to his left, now rolls to his right, trying to throw it upfield, and he has got a receiver. That's Bird, but he threw it behind him incomplete. Threw it off one foot, right? If he, if he just gathers himself for a second, he can probably get that ball in there. Uh, but But... One hops it, throws it behind Bird, unable to, to reel it in. Second down, and about 20 yards to go for a Spartan first down. Bullock with Kiner to his right, trips out to the far side, and Bullock's going to drop straight back. Looks to his left now, steps up in the pocket. He's going to be hit and dropped. Fumbled the football. Is it still loose? Kiner didn't try to get on it. He just pushed a guy away from the football. But they're going to say it was, he was down in the play, and they'll drop him all the way back to the 16-yard line. So the Spartans are going backwards instead of forwards like they should be. So all the way back to the 16-yard line. They need to get out to the 42, so it's third down 26. You know, just one-dimensionally. They're in a dime coverage basically this whole drive, knowing that Bullock has to throw. He's going to throw the ball up the right side. He's got Bird, and he overthrew him and threw it out of bounds. Bird had no chance to catch that pass. So it'll bring up fourth down, and unless Bird comes away with a bomb on this punt, McNicholas is going to have some good field position. Well, you know, with all respect to Bird, that's not the guy you throw that pass up to. You throw it up to Kuhlman. Uh, who has a legit chance to go get it. You know, seven guys in coverage there. Bird never had a chance. He, he double covered on the outside. Clark will drop back to return this punt from Bird. Bird had a nice 46-yarder the last time he came in to punt the football away. Low snap. Bird picks it up. He's just going to have to run for it. Now he's going to try to throw the football. He's got a receiver. It's blocked, but he threw it out of bounds. And then there's a flag thrown. Are they going to get a roughing the passer penalty against McNicholas? Let's see. Ah, They're going to get Kiner. Kiner just walked away and had an incredulous look on his face, but it, they're going to get Kiner for something here, Rob. Well, they always do because he's so physical and uh, usually doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. And it will be a hold, illegal block, and an illegal man downfield, which will be declined, and that's going to give McNicholas the football. Both penalties are declined. It gives McNicholas the football at about the 12-yard Elmer. Put it at the about the 16-yard line. Fundamental football. You know, it's a killer when you don't execute, and that Roger Bacon has not done that at all in this half. Uh, and well, he'd have been better off just punting the football like a rugby style instead of trying to throw it there. Yeah, I don't think he thought he could get clearance of it. I guess, but uh, how many times have we seen snaps like that hurt Roger Bacon? Yeah. Yep. So McNicholas set up in great field position at the 17. Of Roger Bacon, first and ten. 
Badalak rolls out to the right, looks upfield, throws it into the middle of the field. It is incomplete. Tried to get it to Andrew Clark. Incompletion brings up second and ten. 145 left to go in the third. You know, if, and if I'm Coach Watkins and Coach Sheehan, this is an area where I, I try to let those corners come up and do a little bit more press coverage versus letting them get a clean release. Second down, 10 yards to go. Check Kellerman. He's out to the left-hand side. Betalak is going to hand it off to Royce. Royce is going to take it to the 16-yard line, just a gain of a yard. And it brings up third down, nine yards to go. Boy, Aiden Baker, Steve Sheehan really showing some confidence in him and Tommy Watkins. He's playing man-on-man defense right now, one-on-one against Kellerman. Baker's a really good athlete. Not the biggest kid, but but very fast and physical and tough. And Badalak is going to run it the opposite direction. He's got a block inside the 10 to the 5. He's close to a touchdown. Is he in? I think you're going to spot him just shy of the end zone near the one-yard ball. What are they going to call? The officials are going to talk about it. They're going to put it down just shy of the goal line. So a gain of 14 on the run. It'll be first and goal inside the one of Roger Bacon. Second time it looked like that ball got fumbled out of the side of the end zone. uh, And they don't call the touchback. Badalak is going to go with the pistol. He's got Royce to the back of it. Now Badalak goes up to the line of scrimmage. He's going to go under center on first and goal from the one. Badalak handoff to Royce. Royce takes it right in the middle of the line, and he's not going to go anywhere. He's going to be stuffed up right at the one. Brings up second down and goal to go from the one-yard line. Clock continues to run under a minute to go, 50 seconds to go. Watch the, the quarterback end around here, I would imagine. Something to get Badalak out of the, the pocket and, and on the edge. Badalak looks over to Mike Orlando, the head coach. Kellerman comes out wide to the left. Again, man-to-man press coverage by the Spartans. Under center is Badalak, out of the eye. Fake handoff, runs into Royce, throws it into the end zone, and it is incomplete. Boy, the official really gave that a good look over before he finally waved it incomplete. And it brings up third down. That play blew up right away when Royce and Betalak ran into each other in the backfield. Now yeah. Kellerman's leaving the ball game. Yeah, I don't know that you can think about it if you're the ref, right? You either see it or you don't. What's there to... They're going to go with an I-formation power back with a fullback right in front of Royce on third and goal from the one. Badalak, handoff to Royce. Royce off right tackle into the end zone for the score. 20 seconds to go in the third quarter, and McNicholas has pulled to within two at 27 to 25, and I think they're going to go for two. Yeah, they, they have to at this point. Uh, you know, nothing to lose. There is 20.9 seconds to go in the third quarter, so still an entire quarter to go, but nope, they're going to go for the one. Or are they going to go? Nope, they're going to stay with the same formation and go for two. They'll put it down at the three. I formation, Badalak under center, handoff to Royce, same play. Takes it in and for the score. Same exact play that they scored the touchdown on, and same exact result. Royce went in untouched. And that ties it up at 27 as we head into the 
fourth quarter to play. 20.9 seconds remaining in this third. Well, it's going to come down to coaching here. So you're one-dimensional. You don't have Corey Kiner. You're throwing the ball. You can't just keep going back to the same well, which is throwing it out on these bubble screens that they're now jumping, right? You have to now move those receivers out into mid-range. It can't just be, I'm going to throw it out parallel or I'm going to throw it deep. We've talked about it for about five weeks now, going back to Euron. you got to have a mid-range game and, and be able to hit those intermediate routes. And, and it's a must here in a game where you don't have a running back. Mike Blount out near the 15-yard line talking with the officials and trying to get a clarification, I believe, on what you said earlier, Rob, or the Betalac on that option run. When he got near the goal line, you thought he fumbled it out of bounds. I think Mike Blount was trying to get an explanation as to why that didn't wasn't called that way. Yep, same exact thing. So, kicking it off will be Matthew Pryor. Back set to return is Corey Kiner. Kiner is back. He's going to return it. Pryor is going to kick it off, and Kiner is going to let it bounce to him at the 14-yard line. Cuts it up the left-hand side to the 20, 25, 30. Still in play. He's going to back forward, backpedal himself forward, I should say, across the 40, out to the 41-yard line. Great return by Corey Kiner. And the Spartans are set up first and 10 at their own 41-yard line with 10.8 left to go in this third. Didn't look like his usual explosive self there, but a good return and maybe a sign that we can get him involved a little bit here and uh, add some balance back to the offense. So barring a penalty, this should be the final play of the third quarter. Could be an incompletion, too. Handoff goes to Kiner right up the middle. Kiner struggles forward for a yard. Just no blocking up front on that play. He'll bring up second down and nine. When we come back, we are at the end of three periods of play for McNicholas High School. And your score on this Friday night, high school football action, here's what it's all about. Fourth quarter, we are tied up. Roger Bacon, 27, McNicholas, 27. The Lucky Turtle is located in Finneytown on 8621 Winton Road next to Arby's. With 23 taps of rotating craft and local beers, plus a large selection of other fine spirits, the Lucky Turtle has weekly events, including live music, final night on Tuesdays, and trivia on Thursdays. They offer great food options from empanadas, a key, or you can bring in your own food. The Lucky Turtle is very accommodating for parties and events, so stop in for a relaxing, no-frills good time. The Lucky Turtle, owned by Frank Cena, Roger Bacon Class of 1991. Hey, it's Mo Egger. Well, let me ask you a question. What do you know about your insurance? Chances are you know how much you pay for it, but do you really know what your coverage is? Chances are you don't, and that's because most insurance companies don't go out of their way to make sure you understand what you're buying. That's why RJL is different. They design insurance programs that they monitor continually, and they make sure they adapt your coverage as your life changes. Call RJL Insurance today. Obtain a quote from Rob, Jared, or Kevin at 513-322-5637. Dave Mitchell, Rob Rickenbaugh back as we enter the fourth quarter of action. Second down, nine yards to go for the Spartans, going from right to left across your computer screen. Ball resting at the 42-yard line. Bullock pump fake to the right. He's going to be hit. He's going to throw the ball. He's got it complete, and then in and out of the hands of Brandon Tumlin, incomplete. Fundamentals. You know that's a. We've seen how many times tonight Bacon receivers taken off before they even had the ball secured and not making the catch. Uh, another example there of Bacon just making mental mistakes uh, that are adding up to 
a game they probably should be winning. Third down, nine yards to go. Tomlin and Bird out wide to the right-hand side. Handoff to Kiner. Kiner's going to run the sweep around the left-hand side to the 45, and he'll be knocked out of bounds near the 48-yard line. And I think there's going to be some pushing and shoving on the sideline. The official went to grab his flag, decided against it. Kiner is going to be close to a first down, but he may end up being about two yards shy near midfield. He needed to get to the 49-yard line of McNicholas. Just not himself. And they're going to spot it right at midfield to bring up fourth down and a yard. He's got a lot of heart, and you got to appreciate him out there trying to give it a go and help his team win. But not the player he usually is. I don't, I don't know what the injury was, but it, it has affected him greatly. Zach Coleman is begging the coaching staff to go for it on this fourth down and a yard to go. And the Spartans are going to use their first time out of the second half. So here's the first of what's probably going to be many big plays here in this fourth quarter of play, Rob. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, I, I wonder what's going on in Coach Blout's head. You know, if he feels like... Corey or Tyler have enough to, to get the first down and pick up two yards, or, or if you play the field position game and hope your defense can hold them. You've had spells where your defense has looked really good, but but lately those receivers have had luck getting behind your corners, uh, and you don't want to give up a, a touchdown and, and maybe really suck the life out of this team. So it's a tough call for Coach Blount. You know, the way that the team has really been hit by the flu, this was actually the worst possible scenario that they could be involved in being in a, a tough struggle heading into the fourth quarter. Double whammy when you, when you have the flu all week, and then Corey, not only who's been sick all week, gets hurt. Uh, it's a challenge. It looks like they're going to try to go for it or maybe draw him off and uh, see what happens. Bullock is going to line up in the pistol. He's got Kiner to the right of him. Fourth and a yard from midfield. Receivers out wide on both sides. Hand off to Kiner, off left tackle. He's got the first down inside the 49 to the 47. Gain of three and a first down for the Spartans on the fourth down conversion. Looks like he had a little bit more juice on that play again, just a, just a short run. But uh, if he can get comfortable uh, and maybe get warmed up a little bit here and get going, uh, that could be a big deal for Roger Bagan. Lackey back into the ball game. Coleman out wide to the left. Trips to the far side. Bird is out wide. Tumlin and Lackey are in the slot, dropping back Bullock. Bullock sets up the screen to Kiner. Kiner at the 45, picks up a block, flag down. They're going to get a hold call on the Spartans. Kiner is going to take it all the way down to the five-yard line. But they're going to call a hold all the way back near the 43. It's just mental mistakes killing this Roger Bacon team. So instead of a big gain and a big opportunity to take the lead in the ball game, the Spartans are going to get knocked back 10 yards into their own territory. And it wasn't necessary. I don't know that that made any difference on that play. So the spot of the foul was the 43. They'll take it all the way back to the 47 in Roger Bacon's territory, and it will bring up first down and about 16 yards to go for a first down. Yep. Another uh, third drive in a row where a holding penalty uh, puts them behind the eight ball. We'll see if, if we can do something with it this time and maybe make up for it. McNicholas with four defensive linemen, three linebackers. Dropping back is Bullock. Bullock's going to throw it out into the right flat, complete to Lackey. Lackey to midfield, back into McNicholas territory near the 48, the original line of scrimmage before he is driven back 
and out of bounds. So it will bring up second down and about 11 yards to go. A little bit more manageable here. Um, you know, it's, that holding penalty was a killer. You'd set that screen up perfectly. Corey at least had 10 yards there, regardless of what happened on that play. Uh, just unnecessary penalty. Lackey to the left-hand side. Now they've got the trips out to the left-hand side. Coleman, single receiver out to the right. Bullock is going to look to his left out of a passing formation. Throws it on a crossing pattern to Lackey. Lackey at the 40 of McNicholas. Lost the football, but I think he was was down. down. He was down. The official came in and pointed right at the turf. He was down. Gain of about six on the reception. It'll bring up. Let's see where they spot it. Right at the 40-yard line. and So it will be third down and three. Big play for the Spartans' offense. You're in two-down territory here now as far as Mike Blout is concerned. Out of the pistol with Kiner to the left of Bullock. Bullock moves Lackey in motion to the near side. Pitches it out to Kiner around the left-hand side. Kiner, not much of a block, but he breaks a couple of tackles. 35-30, go. 25-20, 15-10-5, touchdown! Corey Kiner showing enough there to, uh, to break one finally. And take it to the house. And the Spartans have regained the lead. It is 33-27 to with 9.44 remaining to go in the ballgame. But I'd say that's probably 60% of his usual elusiveness there. Just, you know, something wrong and him not feeling it tonight. 19 touchdowns on the season for Corey Kiner. I think that's 20. Number 20, I believe. No, it was 18 coming in. Rushing. He's got a, he's got a receiving. 20 total. Okay. So Bird will attempt the extra point. He puts it up, and it is good. 9.44 left to go in the ballgame. Your score for McNicholas. It's Roger Bacon 34 and McNicholas 27. Hi, this is Tim with Stacy Heating and Air Solutions. We know how important heating and cooling your home can be to you. Here at Stacy Heating and Air, we aim to please at a price that can't be beat. Being a locally owned and operated company, we have gained a reputation because of the satisfaction of our customers. Don't pay high prices for mediocre service when you will get the best with us for less. Call me today at 513-367-HEAT or visit us on the web at stacyheatingandair.com. That's stacyheatingandair.com great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sunday's and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sunday's for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sunday's. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. Bengals have the Dolphins this weekend. That should be interesting. They didn't look too hot against the Patriots. Bird will kick it off. It's going to be a semi-deep kickoff that will be taken in by Clark at, or Veneman, excuse me, at the 20. Cuts to the far side to the 25-30, and he'll be run out of bounds across the 35, maybe to the 36-yard line. Let's see if we can figure out how to get another play uh, out of this defense. Some senior leaders out there, you know, again, another depleted area of the ball. Guys like Freddie Greer, who's been sick all week. Michael Carson, who's out for the year. Noah Miller not playing tonight. Uh, it's difficult, but if we can get another play from, from uh, Stan Hart or Nate Stark, maybe punch one in and put this one away. Kellerman comes out wide to the right-hand side. Now he goes slot right. Dolan is wide to the right. 
Trips to the near side. Now Kellerman's going to move in motion. He runs behind the pistol. Fake to Kellerman. They throw it out into the right flat to Royce. Royce to the 40, to the 45-50. Into Roger Bacon territory. Breaks a couple of tackles. He's got it at the 25-20. And he's going to be chopped down at the 12-yard line. 52-yard reception by Royce. So just poor containment there. You know, Ryan Blount came up to try to make that play. Uh, kind of got pushed out of it. And there was no one there until... Uh, Baker came across the field to make the tackle. 9.21 left to go. Spartans had just taken the lead, 34-27, and in one play, McNicholas is knocking at the door at the 12-yard line of Roger Bacon. Trips to the far side. Badalak, fake handoff to Royce. Drops back, throws the ball into the interception, and it's intercepted by the Spartans. And it's Halal. Halal cuts it to the right side to the 20. And he's going to be dropped at the 20. Bad decision by Betalak to throw that one up for grabs. Uh, right there for Halal to clean up. Uh, Halal, the backup quarterback, a decent set of hands, makes a big play. I don't know. You kind of got to wonder why in the world they would ever throw the ball in that situation. Just give the ball to Royce. You're throwing it up to one of your big receivers on the outside where maybe only he can make the play, but you're throwing it up right in the center of the field, off balance, not really even a receiver in anywhere nearby. Yeah. A questionable throw. So the ball at the 20-yard line. Spartans take it over after their third interception of the night. Bullock is going to hand it off to Kiner. Kiner right up the middle. Finds nothing. Bounces it to the outside to the 30. 35, 40, 45, 50. He's got one man to beat. And he's going to break it up the left side. Troy Kiner. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. The legend grows. 80 yards for Kiner. Another touchdown. And the Spartans now lead it 40 to 27. Boy, he came dangerously close to stepping out of bounds at about the 30-yard line. But he stayed in bounds, broke free of the tackle, and took it the remaining yardage for the TD. What a swing of events. Just 30 seconds ago, McNicholas was at the 12-yard line of the Spartans, ready to tie this thing up. Bird will attempt the extra point. Good snap. Blout sets it down. Kick is up. And it's good. 8.47 remaining. It's now Roger Bacon, 41, McNicholas, 27. Do you hate that feeling when you get in your car and the sun hits you directly in the eyes? Call T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. And if your audio system makes you feel sad and grumpy, T-Spot can set you up nicely with a new system that puts you in the middle of the music. Call 513-829-2530. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio has a vast depth of knowledge and provides genuine, reasonable, meticulous work. Let us help. T-Spot Window Tinting and Audio at 4671 Industry Drive in Fairfield. Call 513-829-2530. Since 1969, Vonderhaar's Catering has provided services for social and corporate events, private gatherings, reunions, company outings, and wedding receptions. Vonderhaar's will help you customize a menu for all types of events and clients with personal attention and excellent quality food and service. Let Vonderhaar's Catering make your event memorable with quality food and complete professional staffing. Vonderhaar's Catering, selected as one of the five preferred caterers at the newly renovated Music Hall. Before you finalize your menu, call Vonderhaar's Catering. 513-554-1969. 8.47 left to go in this ball game and a squib kick oh. by 
Bird. Right up the middle, taken in by one of the upbacks of Roger Bacon, and he'll be smacked down at yeah. the 42-yard line. He got popped. Uh, unbelievable turn of events. Boy, the McNicholas was down to the Roger Bacon 12-yard line. And an interception takes it back to the 20, and then Kiner rips it off for 80 yards, and all of a sudden the Spartans are up by two TDs. A lot of time left, though. You know, Betelak playing well. McNick offense still has momentum, still dangerous. Uh, have had their way a little bit here in the second half and able to do some really good things. So, so Bacon has to be smart and disciplined still with almost nine minutes left. Receivers out wide on both sides. Betelak's going to keep it himself up the middle. Breaks a couple tackles, cuts to the left-hand side. He's going to get right back to the line of scrimmage for no gain on the play. I'll tell you one thing, Rob. When they start looking at the renovations for Bron Bazovich, here's another two words for you, air conditioning. It is nice in here tonight. Not bad. Uh, you know, if we had uh, a president that cared about global warming, maybe we'd just flip it. But, you know, I digress. <laughs> oh, boy. Dropping back is Badalak. He's going to pump fake. Now throw it up the left side. Intercepted! Is that Ryan Blount? That's, is, no, it's Halau. Halau again. Halau again. That's two interceptions in a row by Ryan Halau. I was wow. waiting to see who it was, and it was Ryan. Unbelievable play right there. Boy, how long had it been since the Spartans had intercepted a pass? And now tonight they've got five. I think they had two on the season. Three tonight. And just when they needed it most, right? I mean, they yep. were... They were struggling to get anything going here and uh, have used those interceptions to kind of light a fire. I mean, I think the last one they had was Blout at Huron. Uh, it was Stan Hart at Baden. Was Okay. All right. Uh, maybe Blout at Huron, and then we had Tumlin the, in the, the second game of the season. The game we didn't do. <laughs> and it is Bullock who's going to take it right up the middle off the fake handoff, but he keeps it himself. Takes it out across the 27, the original line of scrimmage, out to the 28. Well, then it must have been last week against Chaminade that he had that. Because we did that game. It was a home game that, that Hart had the interception. Okay. So the ball at the 28-yard line. Second down, nine yards to go. There's a lot of whistles out there. Not sure if that's on the field or in the stands, but second down, nine. Bullock puts a man in motion. Hand off to Lackey, the man in motion. He'll run the jet around the left side across the 30. Again, another flag is down. Going to be a holding penalty against the Spartans. Dylan Polk is not happy. Neither is Mike Blout. Mike Blout is really upset right now at the offensive line for the Spartans. That's at least five holding penalties tonight, right? I think so. 7.24 7.24 left to go. 41.27, Spartans moving backwards. But, you know, kind of back to where we were before. We we had a little bit of a momentum switch here, you know, moving in the wrong direction because of holding penalties and just drive killers. All the way back to the 15-yard line. A drive killer. So it is second down 22. Bullock with Kiner to his left. 
High snap, but Bullock pulls it down. Sets up the screen to Kiner left side. He's got no blocking. Takes it out across the 20 to the 25. Puts a shoulder down, but stepped out of bounds just outside the 30 at the 31. Boy, if he hadn't have stepped out of bounds, there was another 20 yards of green. Well, he ran over 28. Uh, I don't know who that poor kid was, but he took the brunt of it. Cody Stein. Stein is still looking like he wants a Stein. Out there on the field right now. So that's going to bring up third down and call it a long six yards to go from the 30-yard line. Big play for the Spartans offense here, or it'll be punting time. Dropping back Bullock. Bullock's going to throw it out to the right. Incomplete. A flag thrown again. We got a lot of flags thrown. Brandon Tumlin over on the right-hand side. I was looking at the far side where the ball was thrown. Brandon Tumlin can't believe the call. The Bacon Bench not happy. But now let's see what it's going to be. It, is it going to be against? It's going to be holding against McNicholas. A break there. Yeah, I don't know why Tumlin was so upset then. Takes it outside the 40 to the 41, and it'll be a first down for the Spartans. Yeah. After the penalty. Lucky break there. Now now what they need to do is, is run the ball a little bit and maybe get some of the clock going now that they're about midfield. Yeah, all that, all that action took place on the near side, and the ball went to the far side. So first and ten for the Spartans from their own 41. Hand off to Kiner around the left-hand side. Kiner. Shifts hands with the ball, cuts it across the 40 to the 45, 46, maybe near the 47, in between the 46 and 47. Gain of five on the carry, second and five. And this might be where you, you put a Freddie Greer in or someone to, to just run the ball, protect it, and again, keep that clock running. And that's what they're trying to do, keeping the clock running six and a half, remaining to go in the ball game. Spartans with a two-touchdown lead. Tomorrow, Mount St. Joseph takes on Manchester. We'll be on the air at 12.30, kickoff at 1.30 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Second down, five yards to go. Snap goes right by Bullock. Bullock picks it up. He's going to be sacked back to the 36-yard line. I actually think it hit Tumlin coming in motion. It just went right. Well, if it didn't hit him, it went right by Bullock. I think it, it hit him, just grazed him enough to shift the trajectory of the ball. So it goes back to the 36-yard line. Loss of about 13 and brings up third down and 16 yards to go. Just run a play, get some yards, and then... Uh, Bullock drops back. He's going to throw the ball deep up the left side. He's got Coleman complete. He steps out of bounds inside the 40 of McDicholas territory down to the 36-yard line. 28 yards on the pass completion, and it'll be a first down for the Spartans. Beautiful pass uh, right down there into the the heart of that defense. Great job by Kuhlman to bring that in, in stride. Ball at the 36 of McNicholas. Spartans keep the drive alive and the clock moving. Well, now it's stopped on Kuhlman going out of bounds. I'm sorry. 5.39 remaining to go. Receivers out wide on both sides. They're looking at the sideline to get the play call. Now, Tumlin... He's going to run in and just give the play call to Bullock. Spartans taking their time. Back judge still has not put his hand up in the air. And now 
the pitch out. Bullock takes the snap, pitches it out to Kiner around the right side to the 35, and he'll be pushed out of bounds at about the 32-yard line after a gain of four. Even Street pushed him out of bounds across the way. All at the 32. Brings up second down and six. Fred Greer coming into the ball game now, and Kiner will leave. Yeah. He's earned a breather this uh, fourth quarter. 5.31 again. The clock stops on the out-of-bounds play. Two receivers out to the near side. Receiver out to the far side for the Spartans. They hand off to Greer, throw out into the right flat, and it is complete to Lackey. Lackey has it at the 25, and ball fumbled away, picked up by Menticlis. And they're going to take it back to the 40, to the 35, and chop down right at the 35-yard line. Wow. Yep. Change of events. The fumble was picked up by Jason Fair. Fair is senior, and he ran it back about 40 yards. And McNicholas will have the ball first and ten at their 36. Yep, we talked about there being plenty of time and Bacon having to be smart and still play football here. And uh, another mental mistake. And uh, McNick is rolling again. Ball at the 36-yard line of Roger Bacon. The Rockets have it first and ten. They are down by two touchdowns, 41-27, but still 5-16 remaining to go in the ball game. And... The Rockets have two timeouts left. Dolan out wide right. Kellerman slot right. Royce to the right of Badalak. They throw it out in the flat. Complete to Clark. Clark at the 32-yard line, and he's going to be drugged back and stopped. They'll mark his forward progress down at the 31-yard line, so it's a gain of five, second and five. Yeah. Going to have to play hurry up here a little bit. Uh, fair amount of time, just two timeouts, but... Uh... Under five minutes and running. Dolan started coming out to the right. Now he switches and goes back to the left. So Clark and Dolan are in the slot to the left-hand side. Kellerman wide left. Ball on the near hash mark. Dropping back Badalak. Spartans blitz and they're going to get him. That's Kappel. Kappel coming in from his safety position. Brought him down at the 40-yard line on the safety blitz. That's Hollow again, wasn't it? No, was that Kappel? 15. Kappel, big play. Coming in, brings up third down, 13 yards to go. Now Dolan's going to come over on the right side for the Rockets. So he's on the right. Kellerman wide left, Clark in the slot left. Badalak looks over to the right-hand side and overthrew his intended receiver, Ryan Gear on the crossing pattern. Brings up fourth down and 13. Big play again. 4.03 left to go. For all intents and purposes, for McNicholas, this is the ball game. Well, given the way Bacon shot themselves in the foot tonight, you never know. But uh, if they can come up with a big stop here, it goes a long way into uh, making it more difficult. Badalak out of the pistol. He's got Royce to the left of him. Dropping back, Betalak. Heavy rush. He's going to throw the ball down the middle. It is incomplete. Overthrew his intended receiver, Hank Veneman. And Veneman's down at about the 14-yard line. Betalak just had to get rid of the football and didn't have enough time to find an open man. 3.57 to go 
in the ballgame. Your score now. It's Roger Bacon, 41, McNicholas, 27. It's Save Timber at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. During Jeep Adventure Days, lease a new Cherokee for only $199 a month. Featuring our lifetime mechanical protection. $199, only at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. Spartan fans, do you need legal help? Someone you can trust with years of experience? Don't wait any longer. Pick up the phone and call Ed Nolan McLeod. With 35 years of collection law experience in both Ohio and Kentucky, Nolan McLeod have handled all types of collection matters, including consumer, retail, and commercial claims. If you need help with your past due accounts, utilize a local attorney with the ability to collect your money. Then call Nolan McLeod at 513-381-7333. Put the odds in your favor. Nolan McLeod, a strong supporter of Roger Bacon Athletics. Spartans take the ball over on downs at their own 39-yard line. Movement on the line by the Spartans immediately, and of it'll course. be an illegal procedure. Of course there's movement. Maybe it, maybe it's the flu and, and the mental mistakes of just kind of, you know, practice. A lot of kids mispractice this week. Uh, practices were loose. They ended early. Uh, so maybe that has a lot to do with it, but certainly a lot to clean up for uh, Coach Blout. So it's first and 15 back to the 36. Handoff, Kiner. Kiner's going to be hit behind the line. Hands it back to Bullock. But the official says that Kiner was in the grasp. That's, I didn't hear a whistle. I didn't either. That was almost like the Marshawn Lynch play against the Browns last Sunday when they called Marshawn Lynch in the grasp and nobody was tackling him. (laughs) Phantom call. Kiner's going to leave the ballgame. Greer is back in. That's a big loss all the way back to the 19-yard line. Brings up second down. And about 21, about yeah, about 20, 31 yards to go. Some odd plays tonight. Handoff, Greer around the left-hand side. He's going to be tackled and brought down at the 26. Remember what I said about for all intents and purposes this game was over? Mm-hmm. I think I might have been wrong. We know that they burn a timeout here, though. Um, you figure they're probably going to use another one with uh, this play, and then that's it, right? Yep. They'll have so, none uh, left. You get a decent punt from Bird. You probably have about two, depending on what happens here, maybe just over three, 301 or so, uh, to try to put up two scores. They're going to move the clock out to 3.07. It was a 3.05. They wanted it 3.07. Next week, the Spartans are in Carroll. That's another big game. But the Spartans have to put this one away and continue on their winning ways to win out the year. Trying to snap their four-game losing streak. And I, I couldn't even tell you the last time we beat McNicholas. It's been a long time. It'll be an interesting week, though, you know, from Kiner's injury yeah. to the flu bugs to, you know, Edmondson and Noah Miller. Just a lot for Bacon to figure out before they head to Dayton. Trips out to the far side. Coleman out to the near side. Bullock is going to keep it himself after a high snap. Across the 30, 35, 40. Puts his head down. 45, 50. He's going to get a first down. Spun out of a tackle, and he got the first down into McNicholas territory at the 48-yard line. 
And that'll be tough, right? You know, they've, they've killed some timeouts. Uh, one left, I think. 25 uh, yards on the run. Yep. 2.50 left to go in the ball game. Spartans with a huge first down. Greer into the ball game at the tailback position for Kiner. Trips out to the far side, first and 10. Hand off to Greer. Greer around the right side. He's going to be brought down right at the 50. That's really all you need to do. And you know, it's great if you get another first down, but holding on to the football is, is the key here. Paramount. Uh, so when when you're ready to go down, go down. Don't don't try to fight or to get extra yards. Take what the defense gives you when you feel that contact. Uh, that's it. And a game of turnovers like this one has been tonight. Just don't turn the football over. Second down, call it 13 yards to go for a Roger Bacon first down, but now they're back in their own territory at the 49. Bullock looking things over. He's waiting for the back judge to put his hand in the air. Now he does, as he can milk the clock. Handoff goes up the middle to Greer. Greer across midfield. Fumbled the football, and McNicholas has got it back. We just talked about not trying to do too much, and uh, he's trying to fight for extra yards. Uh, you, you can't blame a kid for trying to make a play, but you have to understand where you're at in the game. I think it was Ryan Gear who came up with the tackle or and the fumble recovery. And it was. And now McNicholas will have it first and ten at the Spartans' 48-yard line. You have to understand the situation of the game, uh, what they're going to try to do, strip the ball, where you're at, how much time is left. And that you don't need to be the hero, right? You just need to kill the clock. And uh, Freddie Greer with a with a mental mistake there. As well as he's played at times this season, uh, hasn't had a lot of time at running back, and uh, it shows there. McNicholas has one timeout left and a minute 49 left to go in the ballgame. Betalak with Royce to his right. He'll take the snap. Look upfield. Throws it over the middle. It is complete to Clark. Clark at the 35-30-25 near the 20-yard line and finally brought down by Rennell Lackey at the 21. First down clock stops on the first down. Ball at the 21, first and 10 of Roger Bacon. Badalak with a minute 42. Now the clock starts. He'll take the snap. Fake handoff. Rolls out to the left. Throws it out to the right-hand side. It is complete to Gear. Gear trying to get out of bounds. Did he make it? Yep, he did. That's terrible. you got to pull him down in bounds. There's no reason you let him get another two yards. They're going to knock him out of bounds at the 18-yard line. Gain of three brings up second and seven. Clock stops on the out-of-bounds with a minute 29 to go. Receivers out wide on both sides. Kellerman is out to the left, though. He's the single receiver out there. Dropping back Badalak, looking for Kellerman. He's got him inside the 10 at the 8. He goes out of bounds. He's got a first down at the 7-yard line. First and goal for McNicholas at the 7. They score here and get an onside kick, and they've got a shot. And it gets real interesting at that point, doesn't it? Yep. A minute 24. Still a lot of time, and they are right at... The doorstep of Roger Bacon. Down to the seven first and goal. Badalak with Royce. To his left. Badalak looks into the left. He's going to tuck it under. Now he throws it into the end zone. Intercepted! Intercepted is that the man again? Halal. Halla. Ryan Halla. Ryan Halla with his third interception of the night. Jeez. 
spot starter for Freddie Greer tonight, uh, earning some playing time, but you know certainly the flu helping the cause, and maybe you can get the victory formation and, and get lucky and get out of here with a victory. A minute 18 to go in the ball game. Wow. Ball at the 20. First Five interceptions tonight. First and 10. 41-27, Roger Bacon. And they should break their five, their four-game losing streak here tonight. And up their season mark to three and four. That would be their first GCL win of the season. So the Spartans, let's see what they do. They just go into victory formation and force McNicholas to use their final timeout. And then they can... Most likely just run the clock out. Bullock is going to go out of the shotgun, though. Now the pistol. But they've got a protector up in front of him. Receivers out wide on both sides. Bullock looks at the clock. Clock had stopped, and Bullock is going to keep it himself right behind Kiner. He's going to take it out. The 36, gain of 16 on the carry, and that'll be a first down, and that should do it right there. Out to the 36, Spartans first down. They'll spot him out of bounds, and right at the 35, he stayed inbound, so the clock continues to run as we are at a minute to go in the ballgame. Unless we had timeouts wrong, why? (laughs) Take a knee. You know, it's you, you didn't have 90 seconds left, and you had more than 90 seconds to work with, so. Now they'll go into the victory formation. Bullock will go under center. Back judge puts his hand in the air. Bullock takes a knee. Spartans are going to break their four-game losing streak and win it here tonight over McNicholas as the clock continues to roll. Half a minute to go in the ball game. Spartans are going to win it 41-27. to They will go to 3-4 and four on the year into Carroll next week. Bullock for the final snap of the night. Lucky to get out of here with the win tonight. Uh, all the circumstances. McNick is a good football team. Uh, Connor ba- or Clay Badalak is a good quarterback. Yeah, he's done a fine job. Bullock takes the knee. That'll do it. The Spartans are going to win it here tonight. Your final score from McNicholas High School. Roger Bacon, 41. McNicholas, 27. Rob and I will be back to wrap things up from McNicholas after these timeouts.